Hey, Gary, I have some dates that I want the kind listeners to hear about. I, I love dates. Are they bacon wrapped? <laughs> oh. <laughs> the kind of fun we like to have at duckfeed.tv. Oh, we're, uh, just, we're just a bunch of knuckleheads. Yeah. Uh, knuckleheads. Yeah. Oh. We like nuts as well as far as food goes. Because <laughs> we're that. We're, we're, we're bonkers. We're recording the pre-roll at the end of a long recording session. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, so we've got two things. First, we have a conference that we're going to be speaking at, the Ohio Game Developers Expo. Uh, our talk is on Saturday, uh, November the 7th, coming up here very soon. If people want to mm-hmm. find information about that and our meetups around that in Columbus and in Cincinnati, uh, go to duckfee.tv slash Ohio 2015. Yeah, we'd love to see you. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd love to see you at the actual event. Um, mm-hmm. But we'd love to meet you and have a beer and, you know, honestly, like probably talk about Dark Souls. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, you know, so so we 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 love to meet you guys, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so so please come on out if you're at all in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, we have another very important date um, that's coming up on November 21st and 22nd. 20th through the 21st and the 22nd. Yes. 20th, 21st and 22nd. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are doing Duckstream 2015. This time for twice as much time. Bigger, badder, yeah. less tenable. <laughs> yeah, more misguided. <laughs> a worse idea every year we do it. Duckstream. So, so bad idea, with, uh, great cause. Yeah, yeah, bad idea, great cause. For people who have memories that uh, go a little bit less than a year or more, um, may remember last year around this time we did our uh, 24-hour live stream for Transactive Gender Center, and uh, we're doing it again. Mm-hmm. Um, this year we're doing 48 hours. However. Um, probably two 24 hour chunks. So you get to see us, uh, be sleep deprived, uh, <laughs> idiots yep. and play video games for charity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah. I, guys, I'm, I'm 35. Like I, I'm pushing <laughs> like, I don't, you don't do overnights. <laughs> I can be all of your fathers. <laughs> <laughs> Go to sleep. Yeah. yeah. But um, uh, we're going to have a schedule of uh, kind of like a, a rough uh, schedule of events and who's going to appear mm-hmm. and all those things, along with a bunch of information about where to watch the stream um, at duckfeed.tv slash duckstream. Um, Indeed. Uh, here shortly it may be placeholder uh, as we get things sorted out but uh, it will be there so you can watch that as it goes live and also watch our social media but uh, remember that is friday november the 20th which is my birthday fellas and ladies um through to sunday uh, november the 22nd watch us play games watch us be sleep sleep deprived loonies and uh, donate to a great cause it's, it's an amazing cause like it's something that i'll, I'll talk i won't go on about too much now because we've been recording for so long but like mm-hmm. since the last time we did this i did a um a volunteer like internship thing for them oh nice um over the summer and like they're great like it, it is it's the best cause they do such amazing work and they're really the only uh kind of organization of its kind that does exactly you know the things that, that it does mm-hmm. and just it, it's so like ridiculous mm-hmm. amounts of compassion like just emanating <laughs> uh from it is it is super super good cause so i would love yeah. to you know um you know if, if you're able to to donate it's a really good yeah. good place to do it so that's two urls duckfeed.tv slash ohio-2015 and duckfeed.tv slash duckstream we're super excited for you to check to check those out and you guys are super excited to have new URLs to click on. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence.
as you once did for the vacuous Rome. Grant us eyes. Grant us eyes. Grant eyes on our brains to cleanse our beastly idiocy. Let us sit about and speak feverishly, chatting into the wee hours of new ideas of the higher plane. No one can catch us. No one can stop us now. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. I'm David Pavlis. And I'm Scott Benson. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is uh, Hunter's favorite. Yes, and this week we are talking about the Nightmare of Mensis and Murgo's Loft. Let us sit and talk feverishly. And as you heard, we are joined by Davin and Scott. This is one of the uh, the, the, the two-guester ones that we've been doing. Uh, Davin, uh, who works in research at Riot Games, working on League of Legends. And Scott, who is an animator and also working in development on Night in the Woods. Thanks so much, guys, for uh, for joining us. Yay! Yay. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Second astute, time, long time. Yeah, yeah. Still, <laughs> listeners will remember remember David from last season. So, David, you've been on before, man. Yeah, I've done talked about that shrine of Amala. I'm so jealous. Amana, 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 Amana. Amala. Amala is the nocturne thing. Amana. Okay. It's called Phenomenon, and it's an excellent movie, and it has a lot of messages, guys. (laughs) It's really good. Phenomenon, also kind of the color out of space during the uh, during John Travolta's Renaissance, the Travolta Sons. Will it never end? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Don't go and strive. Yeah, so yeah, we're super happy to have you. can uh, you guys just uh, remind, uh, I'll you know address you guys one at a time, just uh, since, again, we're having two people on. It's weird for us. Uh, <laughs> David, can you uh, speak a little bit about what you do and, and your relationship with Souls? Oh, golly stuff? gee. Uh, I work at Riot. We make a game called League of Legends, and my job is to manage the research discipline, which really just means that I do a lot of science stuff in video games, and I play the ever-loving crap out of the Souls games. Um, they are... They're really low key and resonant in a super chill way for me. Mm-hmm. And and Scott, uh, I work. I'm an animator. Do a lot of independent animation stuff. Uh, up until I started working on this game called Night in the Woods, I'm uh, animator artist. Um, do a lot of level design. Write the dialogue and co-write the story with uh, my wife Bethany Hockenberry. Mm-hmm. Uh, we work with a. Uh, Developer named Alec Haluka. You might know him from a game called Aquaria from a few mm-hmm. years back. Uh, uh, and that's what I do. Uh, the real season. dream team situation. Yeah, it's it's all right. Um, and uh, yeah, the Souls games are probably, they might be my favorite series of all time. Uh, probably. They might be. Um, I really adore so much about them. I, uh, just on a design level, on an aesthetic level. On like a story level, there's just there's a lot. I don't even know if I could kind of like quantify all of it. Like I'm not usually one to be like a super fan of anything. Like I'm not like yeah, ah," I'd go like nuts about it. But I kind of really love these games (laughs) a lot. (laughs) Would you say that they're the uh, the rednecks of video games? They are the rednecks. The band two X's. X's. The band. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, who isn't a super fan? I celebrate their entire (laughs) their their entire catalog. One album, <laughs> surprisingly, well, a lot seven. of singles with like nine remixes on it. I thought, oh, okay. if I had to guess, 
Um, yeah. And, and uh, you know, dare I say that you guys are both kind of pro Twitter follows. Like, uh, you guys both have great Twitter accounts. They're super yeah. fun to follow. Lots Thanks. of good jokes. <laughs> I mean, they're certainly prolific. We certainly yeah. say a lot of words. <laughs> I think I have Dave and beat with the prolific, prolificness, prolificacy, proliferation. I think, I think you done broke the Red six next. digits. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're yeah, good on it is. We're the yeah. dark souls of Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or Twitter is the dark souls of social media mm. platforms. And, and then it, and is, it is. It is. It, it is very unkind and will ruin you. Mm. Yeah, it is, but uh, it's fair. No. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, I, thought, I just Twitter, checked, I thought maybe you would outpace me a number of tweets by a couple of tens of thousands. Mm. <laughs> You're at 157,000. You you gremlin of a man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, re because of the topic today. I searched back and found a tweet of mine that was a really dumb joke on the name of this place that we're talking about and you know tweeted a link to that and someone's like did you just bump your own tweet <laughs> and I'm like I'm, yeah i don't care he, he, here's the thing about that that joke scott i saw saw you retweeting that and then i made that joke and then i was trying to figure out like if i you know do i send you guys you know, like a check or is there a paypal link or something like that <laughs> I've, I've been making that joke in the lead up to this episode uh, <laughs> well i mean like what's what's the joke uh, so I'll, I'll let Scott, uh, since you were the first year, I checked the date. That's what I did. I was like, did did this beat me? <laughs> Not like <laughs> I didn't is... think they you took it, but you, you definitely predated me by a couple months of making that oh, joke. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, uh, you got to pounce quick to beat Scott Benson. <laughs> uh, no, there's that song Walking in Memphis, right? Like, I don't know. Did your mom listen to Light FM when you were a kid in the car? <laughs> That's how I know it. Uh, yeah, it's like Walking in Memphis. Walking with my feet ten feet off of Yardum. Um, Is isn't walking in Memphis uh, a, a term that uh, another network host Brayton uses as a euphemism for cunnilingus? That is that is what Brayton does. Yeah, <laughs> okay. that's so bleak. Yeah, wow. <laughs> you're not walking. You're not in the American South. What's going? Well, actually, no. Okay, no, you might be in the South of America. There yeah. it is. Sorry. The, <laughs> Depends on your proclivities. The, the hamster yeah. started running in the wheel there, and I finally. <laughs> Sorry, we're on a we're on a Dark Souls podcast. We don't we don't know how this shit works. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. What are the mechanics of it? Um, <laughs> it's tough but fair. You'd like it. Uh, <laughs> the fans of it are kind of annoying. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh boy. Um, Sex is right. <laughs> Buckle in, folks. Um, cool. What did we do last time? Well, previously, we uh, uh, looked upon the unseen village and the horrors within that only the pale blood moon could reveal. <laughs> um, and so we we have slain the one reborn, and now it is time to end the Mensis ritual for good. Yeah. Let's do it. We're done. <laughs> that was action-packed. Yeah. That was there. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. that is the one episode of yours that I have not listened to yet, by the way, of the Bloodborne ones. And I'm actually like always still confused as to bits of the Unseen Village. Mm-hmm. So, 
if I ask you something during this podcast that that, that you're like, uh, yeah, we answered that last time. Talked for 20 <laughs> minutes about it, and there's a kind of lingus joke. <laughs> <laughs> Odds are good. All right. It's filthy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, actually, your last podcast was the Lovecraft. Uh, yeah, it was the Lovecraft. And, like, I am bringing a lot of Lovecraft to talk about today, so mm. I'm hoping I, that I'm not just recapping past episodes. No, not at all. Like, we, they, we timed that because we were getting into, you know, I mean... The Lovecraft stuff becomes unavoidable at several yeah. different places during Bloodborne, but <laughs> like there, there's kind of a shagath in this episode. Like, yeah, basically, we, we you know we have to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, it's the Lovecraftiest. Yes, <laughs> like it's a cereal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, so um, the School of Mensis, Nightmare of Mensis. Uh, this is this is a sect of the Healing Church. Um, you know, so we have the Healing Church, and there are kind of these two little subsets: the Choir and the School of Mensis. And uh, we talked about it in the Unseen Village, the School of Mensis ran off to uh, to that that said village in order to kind of perform these rituals and manipulate this nightmare. And uh, one of the the kind of principal characters of this has succeeded, and yeah. uh, we find him at the end. Uh, we mm-hmm. mentioned he has transcended this world and entered the dream. Yeah. Yes, but uh, at the cost of all of his compatriots. Yeah, and yeah. also he is standing on the threshold of success and hilariously unable to actually achieve it. Um, <laughs> and he's also straight up nuts by the end of it, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. he goes yeah. super insane. Yeah, yeah he's, uh, he's nuts. It's some real Dark Tower shit, actually. We're going to go murder him. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But, but this but this particular region of the nightmare, the the, the nightmare of Mensis, is, uh, uh, contains this giant corrupted cathedral. Uh, that has this half-formed brain monster inside of it, this uh, Shagath, and also the infant great one named Murgo, uh, who is presumably the unholy spawn of Yarnum, the Fumerian queen, and some cosmic presence, possibly and most likely uh, formless Erdin. Yeah. Ur- is is Murgo the actually there? He's in the uh, the bassinet at the end. I assumed there was nothing in the bassinet. You, I don't think you see a baby there. Um, but when his dad is an invisible, intangible, like, great one, <laughs> I just assume yeah. all the cries and stuff that he's kind of there as a presence. Yeah, yeah he takes and, after and, his uh, father. Yeah, he's got he's got his father's lack of eyes. <laughs> he's got his mo- he's got his mother eyes and his father's uh, omnipresent invisibility. <laughs> yeah. His omnipresent have, creeperism. Having um, your father's eyes in this game takes on a whole new meaning. Like I'm just God, imagine yeah. getting a steamer trunk full. Uh, okay, like, yeah, in the so will. I wanted to. Like Bloodborne has all this like interesting uh, religious like subtext and stuff in it. Uh, super and, text. <laughs> yeah, super text. You might have caught some of it. And um, I do like its take on kind of like demigod, you know, type of stuff like that. It t- kind of takes it away from the like, oh, you know, she like bore the child of God in this like formulas, whatever. And it's like, yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like a, a good uh, thing at all. I hope you like giving birth to hamburger helper. Like, whoa. Oh, <laughs> oh just the powder? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just the powder. That's, hey, that's imagine, another excellent though, that's movie scary. from the same era, and I won't have you guys disparage it. Um, yeah. yeah. This is my yeah. number one favorite zone in the game. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's pretty good. I think, yeah, uh, it's, so I think good. it's there for me, too. Yeah. It's, it's really, really good. Unfortunately, before you actually get to it, we have to go through a little hiccup <laughs> called Lecture Building Second Floor. Mm. Nope, um, totally is, love that shit too. Weird goo, weird goo buddies. Those, those goo, goo students are great. Gooey, yeah. gooey graduates are, are wonderful. Yeah, the goodens. Goo graduates. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got little mortar boards. The um, 
they, they're adorable. Like, I like those guys, too. It's just a, kind of a bummer that we've been here, kind of. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, there's some more of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me I could have skipped all of that by getting a ladder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you wake up on the second floor. You got uh, you got, you got patches, though. Mm-hmm. You do have patches, yeah. Um, and you get you get the most ominous note, the three-thirds chords note, which my first time... <laughs> Somebody's really starting getting, a band. was baffling. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like... Yeah. yeah. The, the, uh, those notes are... are uh, I was thinking about the notes a lot today because there are a lot of them, it feels like, mm-hmm. this area and the last area. And uh, I like them, but they at some point they kind of feel... Um, they feel kind of cheap to me. Mm-hmm. I was like way into them at first because they're uh, what this game has for kind of reliable narration. Mm-hmm. You know, like no one's telling it you know, to you. So it's just kind of this is just text and just mm-hmm. stated. So this is definitely something that in the world. But um, there's so many of them that feel like they cover kind of the same ground. Yeah, and everything. I'm always happy to get them, but I, I wanted them to be more. Um, that three third chords one is really good. Yeah. But then, you know, it's this, like, the weirdest one to me because it it reads like maybe a research note, but also is the most game hinty of them all. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty much the key to the to the true ending a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what, what, what did you what do you guys think about the way they handle that? Because that's new, you know, to, to this game and the, the kind of the series to have these as explicit. I mean, they have developer messages on the floor from time to time, but here they're just straight up characters from the game just telling you things on the floor. I, I think they was handled pretty clumsily. Like yeah. that they had other mechanics they could have used in this game where, for example, when you do the, the Lawrence skull, you get to see some stuff mm-hmm. like if they had more of a budget. I wonder if that's what they would have done. You, or like in the previous games, they just did that stuff through item descriptions. Yeah. Right. So you'd yeah. find an item in that place and, and then the item would have some kind of and it would kind of tell a story in a grander context. And mm-hmm. people listening to the show are probably really sick of me complaining about that with Bloodborne. But <laughs> I was thinking about this in relation to that. Like, oh, the, at this least is they, they finally have. added that in the in the later patches in Bloodborne where the loading screen actually gives you items. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So those are just being this logo <laughs> yeah. at, at your, at your uh, soul. For a yeah, I think that um, it wasn't my favorite thing. It felt uh, incongruous. Um, usually with the item descriptions, often, you know, you're getting that um, you're getting a reasonably omniscient narration, like reasonably reliable narration. And if it's not, it's like um, the context is pretty clear. Like, it'll mm-hmm. be told from one person's viewpoint, but it'll be really clear that it's being told from this person's viewpoint or something. Um, yeah. I was thinking, I'm like, couldn't you guys have just, like, all those, like, loose books that you love to stack everywhere? Just put one on the ground, and when you <laughs> click on it, it flips open, and then there. And it's like, oh, you find these books laying around. Cool. They've added in texts you can look at. And it's like, that contextualizes it within the An world. An intern could there. write those. They could scroll <laughs> them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think some of these are supposed to literally be notes, but some of them yeah. are just like glowing motes on the ground. Yeah. Like there's nothing, you know, nothing there. Like some of them are on bookshelves, but so many of them aren't. Yeah. And it, it just, and w- when they do that, that kind of storytelling through item stuff, it accomplishes like a bunch of different things. So like you have the item itself, so you get a cool little toy to play with. And then uh, the items function will kind of tell you what's going on too. Like, yeah. oh, this message is on a weapon. That means something different than if this weapon, this message was on, you know, I don't know, like a, a healing boot. item. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Did you say boot? Yeah. It's, it's okay. On a yeah. Boot. 
Yeah, if it was on a boot, like it's, yeah. it's really different. Um, it's like the yeah. delivery of the word boot. Canadian boot. Yeah. Don't make fun of my culture. Yeah. It, it feels it feels a little strange. It feels like that Lawrence um, scene where there actually is exposition being delivered mm. via you know via spoken word, and here it's it's being written via text, and I can understand. A little bit of the of the instinct to want to make something more explicit. It's just not something the series has ever done before, and I, yeah. I I can't I can't imagine that it's because they're trying to communicate anything more more nuanced or complicated or subtle than they were in the previous games. It's not like they need this in order to say no. Actually, here's what we're thinking, and they couldn't mm-hmm. elegantly put it into these. You yeah, know, these they're, they're masters at doing it in a more subtle way. Yeah, like they've demonstrated that they're really good at that. Yeah. Given how much of this game is concerned with kind of picking things up in a subliminal way and like mentally in your head being like actually like, you know, in this sense, in in this area, an antenna. um, I don't know why they didn't just make it like, oh, yeah, you're kind of receiving this this weird frequency in your brain or something. Just have like a voice come in when you get to that part or something. Or the screen goes weird or something. And then the text like pops up and it's just like, ah, like and then like some NPC is like. Ah, sometimes the text will pop up on your screen. <laughs> yeah, and then dies. <laughs> or just if the like system shocked it. Yeah. 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 All of this to me really has the has the hallmark of like just dev cycles that didn't get to get spent towards yeah. making a full feature. Like it mm. this game is full of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the uh the the beast mode stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like is not there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It looks like they're going to address some of that stuff in the DLC just based on what I've seen, um, which is yeah. cool. Um, and, and the previous indications like the DLC is often where the best content is for the, for these games, I think. Um, so that, that's their chance to kind of fix some of that stuff. But this, uh, this area is kind of chock full of notes. It's really dense. And some of them are interesting, even if the delivery is kind of clumsy. And even when they're they're not necessarily like lore bombs or keys to anything, there's some like really evocative phrasing. Yeah. Like um like I like the you've got them listed here in the notes, and the the master Willem was right. Evolution without courage will be the ruin of our race. Mm-hmm. Like I like the way that sounds. And then yeah. I I link that to hunt the great ones, hunt the great ones. Like th- th- that's almost like laying out. Okay, so here's how everybody else failed was they were trying these not not peaceful ways, but like indirect ways, and instead like everything here is leading up to okay so the hunters actually must hunt the great ones not serve them and then kind of leading obliquely to this three-thirds chords mm-hmm. right eat them don't into don't like imitate them yeah yeah don't don't, don't pretend to be an umbilical cord. <laughs> eat the rich <laughs> yeah eat the rich yeah, is only the one rich. thing they're really good for <laughs> yeah there's yeah. a lot of class of you know in here it's a lot of well i mean they're rich with horror <laughs> And abilities to be hidden. They're rich mm-hmm. with the vitreous goodness. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't let your rich nightmares with, be nightmares. Rich with <laughs> eyeballs. <laughs> I'm fat with eyeballs. <laughs> My guts are just laden with these slightly larger than human eyeballs. Mm-hmm. All just rolling around in there. They never <laughs> described what would happen if you lined your intestines with eyeballs rather than your brain. This is a tangent we've gone on before. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> <laughs> there goes I was there and forgot. So. <laughs> wow. 
How fucked is that that you've had to explain like, oh, the tangent of uh, rolling rolling your your guts around with with eyes? <laughs> we did that. Like, yeah, sorry, no, dude. I'm just trying to keep us from self plagiarism. That particular <laughs> wide awake nightmare has already been addressed on this podcast, sir. One of the uh, one of the things uh, about that I really like about podcasting as much as we do is that every once in a while I'll just feel this like swell of goodwill towards video games because like there'll be, you know, in a, in a paragraph, like three sentences that I'm sure have never been said before. Like just like, oh, like what a what a beautiful like that. That doesn't make any sense at all in any other context other than this one very specific thing. Thanks, world chaos. Yeah, way into it. <laughs> Let's uh, let's really before we move on from from lecture because there's not that much here. Mm-hmm. We should well let's chat. Let's have Patches chat real quick. Yeah, with a kind of resolution of his, I guess his storyline for lack of a better term for it. <laughs> yep. Um. So he, he is animated horrifyingly. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> just like as he kind of like just backs up into the corner on that desk, like there is way too much detail put into that. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he, he pretty much just pulls a patches. Like, he's just, hey, that wasn't that big a deal, right? Spare my life. <laughs> I gave <laughs> you a gift. Hey. You wouldn't have seen this if I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it, it's kind of hard to nail down his his motivation. Like, he doesn't seem that upset that Amigdala, that you've defeated Amigdala. Um, so it's really hard to tell how much of, a, like, a true believer he is about any of this stuff. Like, there's kind of this part, because when you when you consider patches in, the, uh, in respect to the, his old appearances where he's, you know, anti-cleric like anti-religion um you almost get this idea of somebody who kind of was put into this world where all of this batshit cosmic god stuff is happening and it's just like hey this is fun you know like <laughs> I check, if i play my cards right i can turn to a man spider from this. There's, there's no way that i even i can even think of patches as belonging to one of these worlds in any way like patches it like he like particularly his his appearance here it really <laughs> seems like um he like he's just as shocked that he's in this game as you are yeah <laughs> he's just like i can keep a spider what the hell man because um, his entire character is just a shithead like that's his yeah. that's like patches the shithead like that's his thing <laughs> and so like i love the fact that they like you know dumped him into this like order or whatever he'd like turned into a spider like he actually just is like oh okay i've just, just found some treasure gonna gonna fuck with you a little bit <laughs> what happened yeah I don't know. I, I just see him as an opportunist, right? And like maybe he got in a little bit over his head and he went through whatever man spidered all those other people up in the loft. All those bad haircuts. <laughs> yep, all those Doc Ocks, all those <laughs> yeah. Petruses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and maybe he used to have Spiders can't say. do much more than a bowl cut. It's really hard. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. yeah. You would think they would be very nimble with their hands. Actually, not really. No thumbs. It's because they, they use all eight of their arms at once and they cut it yeah. exactly the same rate. So the hair has to be the same length all the way around. They're like, damn um, it. I thought I was going to like, you know, lefty number three was going to sit this one out. But no. Yeah. <laughs> That's no. how they refer to their limbs, by the way. Righty and lefty. Yeah. <laughs> lefty number three. Old number three. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought this was like the least malevolent patches of all the patches thus far. Like he, he, like, he didn't did you really seem in, to uh, screw you that much. Did you get pushed in Nightmare Frontier? Um, he pushes you into the worst place place that any patches has pushed you into. Oh, I didn't get pushed. I didn't even know you could. I, get pushed I definitely got pushed. He's a total shithead. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> fuck patches. Yeah. Yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. he pushes you into a place where there's really nothing good to get. Whereas in Dark Souls, he pushes you into a place where you can advance a storyline. 
Yeah, yeah. pretty big one. Yeah, and and it's just full of poison and aboliths and like it's no good. You also oh, get uh, oh. you don't get uh, much of a reward for for agreeing to help him at this point because he technically still becomes a merchant, but I can't. I've never met anyone who's run into him. Hmm. Like it, I've seen pictures of it. He shows up in chalice dungeons sometimes and sells you really overpriced things. Yeah, that's what I've um, heard. And I've, I've never seen him. And uh, Vadi was trying to capture him for video and gave up. And he like put out a call. Like, Does anybody have a chalice seed for this? <laughs> like I'm trying to do a video. And his ridiculous fandom, like ridiculously huge, couldn't find, you know, a seed that had him in there. So it's like I've seen pictures. Wow. I know it can happen, but it's so rare as to be more or less non-existent. That patch yeah. is like, by the way, his his value is through the roof now. It's so rare. If you capture yeah. that rare patches, <laughs> yeah. you put them on eBay. I saw one Oil on eBay. Patches. Exorbitantly. <laughs> <laughs> I got shiny patches. I had to use the grass manipulation trick, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Other video game nerds will love that joke, Scott. They're going to be like, oh, I know a game that that sounds is the, from. The funny thing is, when I started making that joke, I was literally just thinking about, like, things you see on eBay and, like, you know, re- the game known as Real Life. Uh, <laughs> and then you get right into Pokemon Land. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, my my brain went to magic card, so I mean, okay. it's kind of like a, a you know a, a test, a ink blot kind of thing. There's always yeah. a low level system of my brain yeah. thinking through the converted monocost of any conversation we're having. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking the other day about how many like I haven't actually played magic in you know like 15 years, more more than 15 years, but I still there are so many cards I have the the mana cost memorized. God, right? Yeah, so like I'll never forget how much it costs to make a Hurlin Minotaur, but I'll forget how to make like a certain dish that I want to eat now. You know, the <laughs> like name I, of my loved ones. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I used to know, know CPR, but now I know this. Now I just know hypnotic specters. You know? <laughs> yes. I didn't play magic. I avoided that particular quagmire. Scott, yeah. next time you're next time you're in LA, we're gonna get you fucked up on nerd shit. <laughs> <laughs> that jankum. Yeah. You want to play yeah. magic? Just fuck me up. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a there's a part in the school that didn't make any goddamn sense to me. Okay. There is a huge giant inside the school with no visible way of how it got in there. It's like it's or, like the kids were pranking the dean and they, they, they took apart a giant inside. and rebuilt him inside his office. <laughs> <laughs> What a jape. <laughs> yeah, like, what, what a funny goof. I actually have a theory about this. Um, oh, so go, you, go. <laughs> at the gates to Yahar Ghul, you can see some corpses of church people as though they're trying to stop the, uh, the, the, the mensis ritual, right? That possibly unseated, uh, you know, certain parts of the world and sent it into the nightmare and whatever. Maybe one of these giants was part of the advance guard that got kind of teleported with whatever building this was. Mm. Uh, you know, or tele- maybe or they just had a this. big enemy. Yep. Suck <laughs> it in. Yeah. Oh, okay. Here's what we're doing. We're we're cutting. We don't have any ideas on how to relay these notes. We we need something for that corner. <laughs> yeah, we need something that's going to be really annoying to fight. All right. Uh, <laughs> that was my least favorite part of the entire lecture building. Was that? Yeah. They weren't hard before. Yeah. And now they're hard. Like this last. It's one less little hurrah for the church giants. <laughs> it'd be a huge pain it is i think that there is some kind of uh if not church specifically but choir um thing at least based on the hunter that we run into later that yeah. the guide calls the choir intelligence mm-hmm. um you know so there is some kind of uh cross church you know because that's that's the the bloodborne thing is all these little factions 
arguing yeah. about the best way to ruin their lives. <laughs> <laughs> the best way to really fuck everything up. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, so there's a cosmic door similar to Lecture Building 1, but this one doesn't go to the frontier. It goes to the Nightmare of Mensis. Yeah. So you step into the swirling, howling void into a cave full of swirling, howling, skull-shaped rocks lining the walls. <laughs> Fuck to the yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these look like faces to you guys, right? Like, yo, this it's just it's just scream hate everywhere. It's awesome. yeah. this is like doom textures. Uh, yeah. yeah, these are doom textures. Good. Yeah. By this point, I was just like devouring this game like it was like a delicious delicacy. I was just yeah. like, yeah, I had a really hard time playing with my hand in the devil horns pose. But <laughs> I am I'm such a sucker for what a lot of this game pulls from that mm-hmm. by the, this point i think david and i had been talking we had been dming the entire time we were both playing this and i think david, we were just you, scream dming at this point like, yeah, <laughs> like, oh my god yeah just absolutely <laughs> freaking out about it so yeah it it's amazing looking and it and on first because i was not into uh, nightmare frontier and, and even really on first blush but especially not in retrospect but i wasn't that into it and uh, going to another nightmare when I saw like it, you know, I went through another portal door. I was not super excited, but this looks so much cooler than the <laughs> Nightmare Frontier does. Like, yeah. You I'm walk so out and there's that it. fucking glowing tower and all of a oh. sudden there's just spears <laughs> all up in your shit. Yeah, yeah. Up. and a tower that hurts to look at. I like, think I, I took a um, I took a screenshot of that because I was looking through old tweets to find that Nightmare of Mensis joke tweet. <laughs> and um, yeah, I was like, I met the Nightmare of Mensis and I had taken like a, a screenshot and I was like, yeah, this looks kind of end gamey. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just because it was just the giant like it. Um, the Souls games more than any other series do such a great job of establishing places that you do not want to go, but you have to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, like we, they do like they uh, that in Kanehurst uh, mm-hmm. when you get dropped off. It's just the oh shit, this now. <laughs> I'm yeah. going in there, huh? <laughs> yeah. All right, let's do this. Yeah. On, on and, the show, we talk so much about how bad these places smell. And at least Kanehurst would probably smell pretty neutral. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this, this probably like, smells like biology class. Like, <laughs> just smell a sad ghost. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just what, does, what does frozen black hellspear smell like? <laughs> black licorice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Ugh. It smells like anise. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not the kind everybody Nightmare has. Of Anis. Oh. <laughs> um, I think that this okay. So this does a couple things right that the Nightmare for Frontier doesn't. First off, it's night. You're not stepping out into this sickly yellow gray light that casts mm-hmm. a pall on everything. And also, mm-hmm. you're not stepping out and kind of like looking at this. It doesn't give you everything at once. You're not looking at a huge vista, right? Mm-hmm. You're actually like funneled into this valley that leads up to the glowing tower. Mm-hmm. And has and more the- than one texture. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I mean, that, that definitely, too, because there's things to look at. And when you get to that tower and it starts frenzying you, you're likely to have run into frenzy at this point. But, you you know, you could have also not. Um, this this could be your first frenzy. Yeah, um, I so, run into it, but I didn't understand it very yeah, well. I didn't. I didn't yeah. I'm a growing spear. Who's shooting arrows at me? Yeah, it was that I couldn't figure that out. And how, how how bonkers is it that those things are physical? So, yep. like, when the corpses die, they actually have those frenzy. Those aren't mm-hmm. like symbols. No. Yeah. Those are actually like, like you know, crystallized something that grows out of you when you're uh, mm-hmm. yeah. going yeah, to like do it a lot throughout that, this level, too. Yeah, I actually that was one of the I didn't like that it was physical um, as much because, um, you know, because the whole Lovecrafty like, you know, and, you know, insanity, like sanity meter type of thing Mm. where it's like this has 
you know, like frenzy is like, this is so broken your brain that you're just going to like think yourself to death and freak Uh, out. But in this world, you're in, you're in a sort of brain world, right? Like in the other worlds, it it would make sense to not be physical, but in this Mm -hmm. one, it's a nightmare. So it totally makes sense to me that that shit is like, oh my God, it's happening. There's so much about, there's so much about this, about this zone that like is that Silent Hill logic, like you're, you know, the, the, the unreal made real. Like when Mm -hmm. we were at Portland Retro Gaming Expo, it was hilarious, Gary. I was playing a game where I would like just make a note of every time you said dreamy weemy in in a conversation with somebody talking about like upcoming areas of the game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it does that. And and it does it like it actually succeeds at that because it sounds dismissive. I'll talk about that like a little bit more when we talk about um, Miko Ash, Mm -hmm. because I think that's kind of I I love that boss fight. I think it's kind of a weird triumph Mm of uh, redeeming dream logic as like a or it was Mm -hmm. a dream as a, you know, a non dismissal as as a non fuck you. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. One of the one of the things about them being physical arrows is the other thing that happens in this, as opposed to uh, Call of Cthulhu, is that like when you get too much insight, it actually grows your brain until it splits open. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. when you pick up those skulls or those uh, those great ones, knowledge or whatever, they're skulls that have actually blossomed from too much knowledge. So that oh. like it has a physical <laughs> oh. effect on you. Yeah. Sorry, just the use of the word blossom there. <laughs> yeah, like a real encephalitis uh, bloom. Yeah. yeah my <laughs> skin crawled directly off yeah. of my body and is now on the floor. You, you ever overboil an egg? I'm very <laughs> cold. <laughs> it's one of them skull prolapses. <laughs> oh. All right, I quit. Okay. Yep. Good night, everyone. Nope. <laughs> Found my limit. Yeah. <laughs> David, we're uh, deporting you. <laughs> well, that's fair. This this also like when I was complaining about frenzy in every episode of the show so far and everyone <laughs> season, um, I forgot about this scene because I think this is one of the few times that frenzy kind of works. Yeah, in the frenzy game, is like, totally fair in this scene. Yeah, like this this kind of like uh, World War Two style, like running from <laughs> cover to cover, mm-hmm. um, years of blood, storming the beach of Brain Mindy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're back to FDR again. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh kind of works though. Like I'm, I'm kind of into it. You lucky few, you band of blood brothers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, it like the like the, the the entire encounter here is built around it. Whereas <laughs> it, it feels very ill considered in the Nightmare Frontier, it's barely used in the waking world, and yeah. even later and it, on when it pops it up is, here, it's used pretty well. It would, it's used kind of well. I I hate that that <laughs> place. Okay. so so goddamn much like <laughs> and we'll get to it but i hate that scene hmm. um i think this is done really well though yeah and uh and it's just having a stationary agent of frenzy mm-hmm. so like if the idea of frenzy is that you break line of sight that works so much better when it's a spotlight or a lighthouse right. rather than when it's you know a thing chasing you around mm-hmm. yeah Later uh, on, we're going to get to like the most frustrating source of frenzy in the game, though. So I think, yeah, let's I think not praise this level too much. <laughs> like, I think this level is great, but that's that part is so. Huh. Yeah. Uh, Cole's into it. You can already tell based on his his gentle hums. <laughs> At this point, Cole is into that part. So we, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm kind of with Cole, actually. I, I kind of like even when this area sucks, I kind of like it. <laughs> I mean, overall, it's still pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Reaffirm your fealty to the Nightmare of Medicine. <laughs> yes. Let's, let's, we, we don't. Okay. So where does everybody stand after the Nightmare Trail? <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, we're taking score. <laughs> yeah. I love Nightmare of Medicine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Love that man. Yeah, but like love just... sideways mouths, love love <laughs> big brains, love everything about it. <laughs> well, those uh, those Laura and Silver Beasts. This isn't the first time we've seen them, um, yeah. but this is at least the first time in the overworld or outside of the chalices where they drop parasites after you kill oh. them. Yeah, this yeah. Is the first time Whoa. where they're crawling with bugs on the inside of their bodies. Yep. Uh, yeah. I like I, things. What, what I forget what what the you know super great lore reason for that is, but it just like yeah reminded me of like this like horrible animals that are just like crawling internally with like parasites <laughs> and stuff and you're just like uh yeah there's I wonder yeah. If my dog is filled with like horrible worms that are gonna try to kill me oh that makes oh, me yeah. sad goose are you filled with worms no no answer <laughs> That's the first sign. That's what he. That's what you'd say. It sounds like worms. worms. Yeah. Uh, that, like, a worm got your tongue? <laughs> there's uh, th- there's some evidence to suggest that these actually help aid the transformation along. Okay. Based on what we see of what is presumably Lawrence in the uh, in in the chalice dungeons, mm. with uh, with the worm sticking out of his head, and also Lawrence's skull with the uh, with the uh, uh, yeah um, hole yeah. sticking out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Worm lore, <laughs> um, but, sweet sweet worm lore. Yeah, but um, you know there, there there are a couple here before this before this first lamp when you're making your uh, your your grand approach. But like this whole first area, this nightmare trail is just kind of a blind run up this um, up this bridge and this hill that is covered with these lore and silver beasts and these rock throwing yetis to get to kind of the, the the ground facing level of one of these cathedrals. Mm-hmm. And there's there's Fair traps here. That waits. Things to pick up and you shouldn't pick them up. Oh no, because they're just come back blood. later. Yeah. Um, if if you found a really kind of obscure Easter egg in the game, come back later. Like mm-hmm. not an Easter egg, but like you could very easily miss the thing that turns off the hurt air. <laughs> the hurt air. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, let's talk about this cathedral here. Yeah. Oh boy, arachnophobes do not sign up for this ride. Yeah. Yeah, this, you yep. must be you must be less than this afraid of spiders to enter. <laughs> keep keep it going, Cole. Get, let's get another one. Yeah. <laughs> eight legged freaks. How about eight legged? Oh no! Come on. <laughs> I want to get like a soundboard that just generates a new one of those every time I press the button. <laughs> your morning drive time radio show that's just arachnophobia themed. <laughs> keep, yeah, just, keep keep me it, out of your world wide web. Yeah, W W E B. Um, <laughs> all right. <sighs> Good night, everybody. You swallow over twelve of me a year. Um, <laughs> like at this, at that point, you're a spider DJ too. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> oh man, could you imagine a spider DJ? How awesome he could spin! Oh, goodness gracious! Six at once. I mean, he has to yeah, support himself. Lefty number but... three. When, and this when is not a... the first time MC Chris's character has come up on this show. <laughs> no, it is it's not. True. MC Pants would be. He was a spider DJ. We have talked about that. Boom. Oh, six one two Wharf Avenue. One. Yeah, holding the 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 cans on. Uh. I uh, I was really I was really proud of myself the first time I went in here, and I managed to murder all these goddamn spiders and the big spider, and like, mm-hmm. all right, I killed the mini boss. Them fuckers ain't gonna respawn anymore. <laughs> no, you think that? Yeah, oh, you think that? You naive fool. Um. Because yeah, there's so another hard boss coming. Whew. The first time I went in here, I sprinted to uh, to like I just like blind sprint because when I saw the because I had run away. The only way I got to into the cathedral the first time was running from the silver beast uh, <laughs> dudes mm-hmm. uh, and getting into the door because I was like, okay, well, they probably can't follow me indoors, and so I was correct about that. And then like I just turned around, and it's like, oh. 
fuck because there's all these spiders <laughs> scurrying toward me and so i just kept That's going exactly how i did it <laughs> i just kept sprinting and i sprinted up and i actually sprinted uh and thankfully you know given all the things that I eventually would give chase if you just sprinted this little got to the shortcut Hmm. elevator hmm. i just like ran like stumbled into it. i was just like blind running and i was like <laughs> and the shortcut that is like to the right side of the lantern yeah the yes. first shortcut uh oh, yeah. nice yeah. it was yeah. it was a it was a nice bit of serendipity being able to skip this this cathedral is good like if you're able <laughs> to do that because it is uh if you just run you're you're fine but um if you want to stop and pick up anything or if you get stopped by the the hunter yeah that's just past it which like he's on kind of a choke point um that's where i've died trying to run through and getting killed by him before yeah yeah uh, yeah we should, we should probably describe running, it just it was... in case anyone's totally vicariously living the game through the show as <laughs> there are regular spiders but then there's one gigantic spider called the nightmare apostle which i really like <laughs> and... well they're, they're they're all nightmare apostles are they really i thought yeah. just the big one was called that nope I might have misread the guide. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Which also Im- implies that these are worshippers of Mensis going through some kind of transformation. Oh, sure. They're going to grow little dumb bull cuts. Yep. Like they're going <laughs> to like sprout a human face under that. Yeah. Oh. Hey, can you imagine if the big one had a big human head with that haircut? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> hey, guys. What's up? <laughs> oh, boy. I would be pretty into that. I'm in the monkeys. Have you considered term life insurance? <laughs> Take the last train to Mensis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Wake up, sleepy Mikolash. Um, <laughs> but but if you just run in and you don't, like, kind of go near them or provoke them, they just hang there. It's uh, ultra still menacing you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sim- similar to the best parts of uh, Brightstone Soldora, but exactly like creepier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, because I love I the symmetry when you first come in of the big spider. Because mm-hmm, like, you're right in the center. Yeah, it's 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 really like a amazingly composed video game shot. Mm-hmm. And it just it does have that like, oh, I'm going to fight that feeling <laughs> that uh, that doesn't feel great. Um, yeah. Jeez. The spiders in this game are just fucking hateful, too. Like, <laughs> especially when you get into like the chalice dungeons. Oh, yeah. Like, those things will just totally fuck you up. Like, yeah, so the, 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 the ROM chalice fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like Rom as like a thing. I hate Rom as a fight. So yeah. I I love Rom in every way. I think Rom <laughs> is an adorable sheep spider that wants you to love it. I'm with you, buddy. <laughs> I like Rom. Like I said, I like Rom as a thing. It's just Rom and me. I you know we don't have to hang. It's like you can like certain people, but not <laughs> to hang out with them. I, whatever Rom wants <laughs> to do in the privacy draw. of his own lake is fine with me. You. But I don't I don't want him imposing his views on me. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like he like he comes over. <laughs> and like just shows up like who the fuck just shows up these days at someone's apartment like why would you do that just text yeah, don't, dog don't call me text well that's just... the thing he doesn't even text he calls he full-on phone calls you and is like hey i'm coming over he probably and... doesn't uh doesn't text you because he didn't wants to avoid the roaming charges on his phone <laughs> all right that's the dumb... okay as the uh... guy who said that stuff earlier about spiders that's the dumbest goddamn thing i've ever heard <laughs> 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 we're not oh, mad we're disappointed <laughs> <laughs> what i what i kind of like about this little area by the way is that there's like a lot of fucked up shit in this game mm-hmm. uh-huh. and the <laughs> as uh-huh. you know but these spiders they're just fucking spiders yep. yeah like, i mean they they're big. Not. not much 
they're just like the crows. Like they're set up in contrast to something later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like oh, Bloodborne the has that one trick. It's ever? really good. But like, what if one thing's head was another thing's head? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but like so, this is this is two big encounters: the outdoors and then these gigantic spiders that you need mm-hmm. to rom right past, mm-hmm. and <sighs> and then like this, like so, you're just gonna you're you're encouraged to run, and you're gonna have a bunch of stuff on your tail, which is gonna make every successive encounter much more difficult. Like yeah. well, the I chances mean, have, of you getting a chain, like they, they won't they won't follow you too far. I suppose, yeah. Um, like a lot uh, of those spiders will follow you onto the bridge, and then uh, fucking Edgar is gonna ruin your shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I- I've never gotten into the Edgar fight clean. Mm. I get in the hallway between them and then ruin a bunch of spiders by using a, a like a Ludwig thrust. Mm. Oh sure, yeah. that's my oh. uh, that's my matrimony move. <laughs> <laughs> matrimony move. <laughs> is that what they? Is that what kids call their their sex specials? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever okay. kids talk about Netflix these days, that's what they mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My matrimonial, my matrimonial, your sex specials, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) So I think it took me a second to realize, like, the joke you were making there. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, back, forward. (laughs) Back, forward, back, forward, keep going. Half circle, back, X. It's it's one of the hold moves. It's really annoying to pull off. Yeah. The, uh, th- this Edgar guy, so this is the hunter you fight here. Um, and the important thing, like, it- it's a hard fight. Um, he's got this uh, this threaded cane and uh, is kind of a pain. But the um, the big thing with him is that he's definitely from the choir. So yeah. this is, you know, another piece of evidence that there's some strife in the ranks of these different factions of the church yeah. um, here. This and guy's we cool as shit. I love this he's, guy. He's real stylish, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's the, he's, he's pretty swank. Yeah. There's a couple other things that come up later. There are a couple of like church specific items, but they show up everywhere. Yeah. So it's, I, I don't want to give them that much credit, but there, this is the big kind of smoking gun. The choirs invested here. Yeah. I like that. I, I do kind of like that. Cause like a part of me, like I never completely sussed out the, all the, you know, the intrigue with the church. So part of me just is wondering, it's like, did someone just go, Hey, you, there's something going on. You, we should send someone just to check this out. You know, like, well, it's probably nothing. It's probably nothing. Seems suspicious. And then, like, he comes in and it's like, it's like, Jesus fuck. It's an entire yeah, he, nightmare dimension. Yeah, he walks into into the Unseen Village and just everyone's dead and has a cage on their head. And just like, well, mm. you know, I should have checked in sooner. Yeah, this is Cats in the cradle, I guess. All right. <laughs> He's like, wouldn't you know, it's my last week. Wah, yeah. wah. Last, last day on the job. Choir intelligencer. Um, (laughs) yeah (laughs) but uh this guy again if you run past him he will you know um follow you into the panopticon which is a disorienting level that even looking at the uh at the map in the guide i still can't make heads or tails of how this thing is laid out Mm -hmm. yeah 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 it is it is just like kind of an odd little uh little mansion kind of section yeah. of this place where you run into one of the, you know, we talk about kind of goofiest enemy awards in Bloodborne. There have been a couple different, uh, uh, you know, we got goofy students and we got the Lauren silver beast with their sideways faces. Um, these little guys Those are not goofy. Those are the <laughs> stuff of nightmares. <laughs> I just thrown, I, I thrown Cole bone. Cole, Cole thinks those guys are goofy. 
Yeah, cool. we have a we I, have a noted disagreement. I, I I do think they are goofy. They look like Muppets. Cole wrong, Cole bad, Cole makes spider jokes. <laughs> oh, Cole, Cole good. Cole good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll Cole, see you guys later. Good. I guess. Cole's, Cole's fine. fine. Cole, Cole's doing good. I I remember we're talking about the, like the little dudes, right? Yeah, we're talking about little dudes. We're I talking like the about little dudes. I they're I think they're uh, really goofy. Like I like them too, but I think they're like they they look like um JF Sebastian's little guys from Blade Runner. Yeah. Like as though, like, uh, they're, I like my them. friends. I'm now now I like them more. Yeah, home again, home again, like jiggity them. jig. Yeah. 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 They, yeah, they, they seemed, um, like, so, like, I guess lore wise, these are other, these are like attendants, right? Of mm-hmm. the, yeah. Of the nightmare. Does that mean that they were, um, like dudes on the outside or are they kind of constructed in here? They look like constructs and yeah, they behave very like, unnaturally. Yeah. yeah. That's why yeah, I, I dug them. Like, because it's weird. The equivalent of nightmare like clockwork, like yeah. mm-hmm. they kind of remind me of the the short creatures in Dark Souls Two, the mm. the little yeah, weird the, the, yeah the little, little the bell keepers oh, yeah the fucking gargoyle point Ugh. sorry <laughs> and those are also I think constructed right you run into like a yeah bunch those of are broken... puppets yeah yeah, th- yeah those are those are explicitly puppets and I love the and idea we know that like... because they drop a piece of armor that tells us that mm-hmm. given that <laughs> later on with Mikolash spoilers you've there's these other puppets I kind of saw them in the same way yeah that, yeah, that makes sense. yeah. I, I, I totally I love the idea that this is like a perverted version of like childhood because puppets are kids toys Mm. right oh, just like those marionettes wow. are like oh but this is you know they're like these things are here to comfort this growing thing that mm-hmm. like i don't know if if like the way this was created like it's a reflection of like it's it's an imposition of a human's idea of childhood onto these old ones because uh, an old one obviously doesn't need a huge ass castle like that's that's strictly for everybody else and like what does a kid like oh let's give him all these dolls that are walking around mm-hmm. yeah well with knives okay so I, I have a general, like, <laughs> d- diving off of that, I have, like, a general theory about this area that I, I, I kind of like. So, the this isn't jumping ahead too much, but, you know, the winter, what do they call winter lamps? Winter, winter lanterns? Yeah. Yeah, and so the, you know, the, the model under it kind of looks like the doll. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I forget if that's been covered. Uh, we, yeah, we, we've talked about it a little bit. I'm, I don't know exactly what you're going to say, but it sounds like you're heading towards something. I'm unpredictable. That... So, you know, <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, but, He's yes. the wild card. So, um, and the, the, their heads kind of look like they're made of like a combo of like the horrible, you know, mensis brain eyes and maybe like, uh, like little, little bodies or something. They're, they're messengers. messengers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So that, then this totally works. So, you know, the doll being this constructed thing, I, I, I feel like you can't, in you know, Mikolash and, you know, churchy bro here, like, there's not, like, a whole ton of actual human intelligences in here at this point. Like, there's, mm-hmm. like, the spider, the spider bros and stuff, but, like, um, a lot of the ones that seem to be kind of just going around doing their, their thing um, seem to be these constructed, uh, these constructed uh, individuals. And, you know, with Mikolash's marionettes and the dolls with weird brain heads and these guys i i got the idea it's like yeah you can't actually have human intelligences too close to these things for too long like you have to kind of have you know drones attending it because <laughs> oh, they're oh. you know they're not going to get sucked into some nightmare dream like you know thing and have like their brains exploded by you know <laughs> you know although i guess that maybe is what happened with the winter lands but anyway yeah. that's, my, that's my general theory that's one of the reasons i liked this area is because it felt like this relatively dead 
space around this horrible, horrible thing <laughs> because and it had to be somewhat dead of like actual human like intelligence because they you just can't get that close to it. Yeah. Like you have to have your it's your you have to have your bomb disposal unit. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was just gonna say like unmanned drones. Yeah, yeah, you have, like, to, you have to have that. I I love that about it. Anything living is corrupted, and even if like if you if you follow the idea that the Winter Lanterns you know are automatons that are you know mm-hmm. kind of like animating anything that is inanimate, it can be corrupted too mm-hmm. by that. Like they're going to be kind of assembled into something that will come after you. Yeah. Well, the Winter Lanterns, they sing like to me, they've it feels like they've absorbed something that isn't just like a a fake robot. Kind of. It's it's a mark of sentience. Yeah. Like they they write songs. (laughs) I I didn't know if that was if that was them or if this was like some fucking like music from beyond shit. Like they were. This is just they totally sing. They hum. It's real creepy. Yeah, I I I thought that maybe that that's what they they were kind of channeling some sort of like otherworldly thing. Yeah, like if you could hear the brain, that's what the brain. What's weird about it is it's not directional. Like on a surround sound system, it like to me it doesn't sound like it's coming from where they're at. Like I almost interpret that as like Yarnum's lullaby or something like that that you're just hearing on the bridge because of the acoustics or something like that. Uh Hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely thought it was in a, the, as the, the Winter Lanterns. Hmm. I, yeah, I didn't think about it. It happens in Nightmare because... Frontier as well. Mm. Yeah, that's when I yeah. the only place I heard it. Actually, maybe maybe I just had more. I had more um, um, insight this time than I did when we did. Uh... Yeah, it's, it's a function of insight. Yeah, yeah. Whether you can you can pick them up. I mean, it's it's not the fact that it's non directional could be. Um, you know, this idea that they're channeling this kind of music from beyond thing too. But I think it mm-hmm. is related to the winter lanterns. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, th- I think that they're producing it somehow, whether they're see, I mean, they don't have mouths. They're, they're, <laughs> you know, they're clearly not like singing it, singing yeah. it, but producing or they're this beaming it into your head. They're, they're thinking like, it really hard. Yeah. 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 Like you're not hearing it, but it's like, it's being conferred into your consciousness. But I think that you're right as far as the, the lullaby thing, or at least in, in that it is meant to be, because when we talk about those guys, I'll reiterate my, my grand unifying theory of why they're wearing dolls dresses mm-hmm. and i think that it is meant to be this kind of perverted form of comfort mm. you know i love the idea yeah. that it's a lullaby that is <laughs> is upsetting yeah. <laughs> yeah um these uh these little guys are not uh explicitly aggro or aggressive but they will i love if you just stand close to them too long they'll shove you away yep like they yeah. just have work to do like they're like get teamsters. the fuck out of here man yeah. Yeah. yeah like yeah like i got i gotta deliver these bananas up to up i'm working here <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, i'm working here where goes attendance um the, uh, uh, that big guy's whipping us yeah well, yeah exactly then their boss comes and he's just like you've been you've been bothering my boys yeah. it's like when i worked at the the uh the department store and my manager would chase away the union guy when he tried to talk to us oh shit <laughs> like that, that. Sucks. that's so cartoonish i mean it the, sucks but it's i work i worked at a grocery store for about four years um mm-hmm. worked my way up to front end manager thank you very Ooh. much from bag boy in four years that's how that by the way that's how high turnover is in the grocery store industry <laughs> four years is all you're yep. gonna take to get to like from the lowest rung to the lowest management rung. yeah <laughs> but um we always um the the rule is that the general manager is great. It's the assistant manager that's horrible. It's like the mm. principal and the vice principal. Oh yeah, the vice principal something. handles discipline, whereas the principal is more administrative. Yeah, that's what I kind of like about this whole setup here, because you got you know your brain <laughs> who doesn't really seem to be in charge of much, uh, so to speak. But then there's Mikolash, who's your general manager, and then you got these like mm-hmm. whip dudes. Those are your you know yeah. that's your grocery, <laughs> that's your hot foods manager. <laughs> hot <That's> your, foods. <laughs> 
And he's just like, they're bored. They're looking for something to do. They need to justify their job. Yeah. Yeah. They get those numbers up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Something. Another thing I love about these uh, about these things is uh, they aggro you if you carry a torch, and this is a very dark area. So I like oh, the really? idea that they are kind of like seeing that as a sign, like, oh, you don't belong. You need light to see, so we're going to come after you. Yeah, they're like the museum docent or whatever. <laughs> they're just like the brain docent, so they're just like, stop me, no, no flash photography here, please. <laughs> yep, giving you a hard time. <laughs> we uh, we're, we're going to come back to this area. For now, this kind of big area full of pits mm-hmm. and stuff. But for, for now, we go up this elevator. We do the, we we talked about these these uh, these birds with dog heads. Um, you got <laughs> you got his dogs with birds heads on the notes, and that's interesting too. Oh, they're like the, the, those those are around. Yeah, there are definitely some dogkins here. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. They're they're they kind of harder to read oof. because they move a little quicker. Yeah, mm. but they yeah, yep yep. But yeah, these are I like um, these a lot. <laughs> like they. They have no gameplay purpose other than to make you feel spookums. <laughs> there, yeah, there isn't a whole lot of like you know horrible like experimentation going out of this sort here. Mm-hmm. So I like that the game is just like, okay, we got these two enemies. Let's absolutely fuck with people. <laughs> this is the, like who's, the noise who's doing make. the Doctor Moreauing here? You know, like <laughs> yeah. it is because uh, the previously like in the unseen village they were they were you know putting bodies together yeah. somehow. You know, we have those those kind of corpse piles and the the mine carts. Um, so they're doing something like to that effect. But this, you know, maybe this is practice for that. Yeah. You know, because we things have other heads here, and they've been you know they've been sewing human things onto human things. But with mm-hmm. the uh, the dream world, they can they can cross species. Yeah, I like I just read this as like the rules completely falling apart. Yeah. At this point, like, and also I really enjoy that these are in cages sometimes, whereas before you got the sense that these were just carrion birds that were, you know, roaming the streets eating corpses. No, these are here and they're feeding on flesh and it's intentional that they're here. Yeah, they're pets. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of saw it a little bit as kind of like what you're saying with the, the rules falling apart. Uh, similar to actually how I see the, the winter Winter lamp. I'm gonna keep messing this up. Um, winter lanterns. The Brain winter. Friends. The the winter's bones and the. <laughs> um, uh, it's a good movie. But uh, the uh, I like the idea that this was just kind of like this is like some sort of memory of a dog and the the worst birds ever. Um, God, <laughs> well, got no totally like, and fucked up. Yeah, that's exact. That's that's exactly what. Yeah, because when when the winter lanterns and stuff like I think that. Um, Part of like when you are here in this world, I feel like you're bringing parts of the real world with you yep. into yeah. this nightmare. And that's why I mean, I'll get it all the way now. And I've said it before on the show, but I think that's why the winter lanterns look like messengers and uh, the doll, because those are very helpful things in the real world or in the dream, the hunter's mm-hmm. dream. These are things that sell you things and empower you yeah. here. It's the worst enemy in the game because it's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and you remember fighting dogs and you remember fighting birds. And now everything's all scribbly scrabbly. Yeah, because yeah. you're in a nightmare. It's, it's like a, it's it's you know it's it's a because the the whole um without spilling too much like nerd stuff like there's a whole lot of stuff in the tabletop Call of Cthulhu game about people who are dreaming influencing their dreams mm-hmm. um willfully and not willfully and I think that's what's going on here. Yeah, is you're you're kind of building this reality um based on on your real life experiences. Yeah, yeah, that was that that was definitely my take on it too. It's like one of the reasons I really love this area is that is wondering. How much of this is what you've brought in with you? Yeah, um, I, I really love the, the the idea that these things are um, 
are like yeah like and, and that's why like they frenzy you so horribly when you look at them it's like something that's super close and personal to you mm-hmm. that it, you're just you're too close it's like when you think about something from like your past or whatever you just like wince yeah. or something mm-hmm. and it's like i i felt like it was like that but just like what but with like ice picked fear and trauma or <laughs> something your brain explodes just, yeah yeah that was just like i i actually can't i literally can't even 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 think about it and like not in the sense that it actually maps onto a, like a, an experience but just some sort of sensation yeah that mm-hmm. you just can't look directly at um just kind of like a, one of the theme of this entire area is you cannot look at this thing. Yeah. The Winter um, Lanterns always uh, always gave me a real like mom vibe, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. Uh, now takes on just layers of meaning. Sorry, mom. <laughs> that uh... <laughs> It's mothers as as presented in horror movies. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. they look kind of caring in a way. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. They, they got those doll bodies. You know, yeah, yeah. I actually didn't notice Do the they? doll bodies until you all mentioned them. Mm-hmm. I, I somebody go. pointed them out. Like somebody, yeah. it was a big Reddit thing where somebody figured it out. Like we yeah. didn't realize that ourselves because they, they you're you're set up in a position where you can't look at these things. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so like I, whoever the hero was who decided to examine them closely, like yeah, it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, I noticed it just because of their giant hands. <laughs> oh sure. Yeah, and I was I was like I was like because I noticed that like yeah the 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 proportions of the doll are really distinct. Mm-hmm. Um. I like that. I like that she's like, you know, eight foot tall or something. Yes. <laughs> like a ball. With yeah. these like giant hands and stuff. I always, I love the the way that, that she's proportioned as like this yeah. kind of like, no matter how tall you are, she's going to be someone that like definitely looks like she can take care of you in some way. Um, yeah. That's one of the things I like. It's like, she's like, yeah, like one of those like nurse dolls before adults. Which is fucking creepy. It's yeah. <laughs> <Oof. laughs> yeah, I mean, a dissertation about the relationship between the player and that doll. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I know that I keep on referencing Silent Hill, but that, that that is one of my favorite series of video games. But specifically like one and three, the idea that you are experiencing kind of a hell based on this one particular character's experience of the world and their short, painful existence. You know, mm-hmm. the fact that it is this child who, you know, had to go through a terrible school life and, you know, did have terrible experiences in a hospital and, you know, everything kind of mapping onto onto that. And just the idea that what you're seeing here mixed with this Lovecraft idea of you can't fathom it and everything you're seeing snapping to grid Mm-hmm. You know, like this is the closest thing to what the world is, what this unfathomable thing, unfathomable thing is trying to present to me. So my perception is going to find the nearest convenient analog and mm-hmm. it's going to be horrible and achieve the same effect. Yeah, yeah, it's like I always have a dream when I am stressed, which is because I'm into game development all the time now where I'm uh, driving in like the front seat and then like, you know, realize I'm not paying attention and I have somehow I'm somehow now in the back seat. Oh, no. Like reaching forward and mm-hmm. holding the wheel, and I've just passed a cop, and so he's like now trying to pull me over because I'm going super fast because I'm dream not place. paying attention to driving for the back seat, so I can somehow get into the front seat without anyone seeing. The cop's me. called Metacritic, and yeah, <laughs> the cop's called Metacritic. Seven point seven. You're gonna go broke. Um, no bonus for you. This these debts will not be repaid, sir. Um, your friends will know you're a fraud, just like they always thought and you always knew. God damn it, Dream Cop. <laughs> All Dream Cops are best. Uh, speaking of which, oh, here they come. The Dream Cops. Yeah, sorry. Uh, that's sorry, one siren everyone. I'm not going to edit out. 
but i like that i like the idea that that is yeah this is either you or mikolash or whoever the fuck is bringing all this imagery in to it well, that's uh, that's the thing is i i think it's you because when you kill mikolash he wakes up and it's still there so like that's the that's revelation true. is like you think this is mikolash crafting all of this shit but it's not you know and and part of that comes through uh translation stuff because to us, he's called the host of the nightmare, but mm-hmm. the original Japanese word is something much closer to like administrator of the nightmare mm-hmm. or like, um, you know, boss of, but not necessarily like creator of or the person who who crafted it. Monsters? Who, they look like monsters to you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, uh, the whole idea of poor Mikolash waking up makes me so sad. Yeah, it is, is Miko. Let's 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 cruise to Mikolash real quick. Yeah, let's do that. There's yeah. not there's not too much else. We go through a library. Was, yeah, we, we keep Mikulash. we keep getting onto that. That's <laughs> Mikolash. So. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah we, we, I mean, we keep getting distracted by Winter Lanterns, which is like <laughs> the story of the Bloodborne season of of the show. But like, I I want to talk about Mikolash. I love Mikolash. So you walk into this library past these uh, enemies that are called ethereal walkers, I guess. And, mm-hmm. um, and and they're kind of these animated skeleton marionettes. But as you pass through this archway into the library proper, you get this bone-chilling short cinematic of this, I hate to be normative here, crazy man, kind of like glowering at you like with this Kubrick stare slash crazy smile through his, uh, through, through his um, head cage thing Mm -hmm. and his antenna yeah his antenna and you know that this is not going to end well for either of you (laughs) yeah Yeah. like most likely for him because like one of the things i like about this boss is it's one of the times when bloodborne decided to put something in in higher up on the scale of of importance than difficulty Mm -hmm. you know like this is a really easy boss but it doesn't make it any less memorable or cool yeah i think yeah um, yeah, yeah, when I fought him, I, I fought him on back when this game had that bug where if you played for too long, mm-hmm. the bosses the would league, lose yeah. some abilities. So he was especially weak, and mm-hmm. it actually felt like, I mean, he's he's weak normally, but it felt like super intentional that this guy was not at all able to fight me. Yeah, just a, yeah. Real, a real pushover. Yeah. 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 If, Wait, he could dot, if he could get us. away from his AoE attack, mm-hmm. he's nothing at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the the thing so the the concept for people again who are who are playing the game vicariously through us is that uh after he does this thing he runs away from you while kind of delivering dialogue um <laughs> and kind of taunts you as you have to run through these hallways um where there are these puppets um that that you can fight or that try to slow you down and, and nothing's really a threat um but the thing i really love about this is the way that um Bloodborne emulates these different kind of dream tropes. Mm-hmm. So when we um, talked about the uh, the real hunters workshop, we talked a little bit about how it's like, oh, like this is my school, but not my school. You know, it's like the, the, the horror of the familiar or the near familiar. And to me, this is like the boss fight equivalent of the endless hallway dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like you have to get somewhere. You're chasing something, but everything's really confusing. Mm-hmm. There are, you know, you can get, get stuck in circles uh, over and over and you never seem to make any like you make progress eventually, but it takes a little while to figure out and make progress. Um, and it's also, if you consider this to be like a puzzle boss, if you consider this to be in the line of like bed of chaos and, uh, and the like, this is my favorite of those. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like, easily. This is so good. Um, <laughs> just because and it's, it's delivering exposition while you're playing, which is like something that, uh, these games don't do an awful lot. I mean, they do through like looking at the environment, but this whole audio log, similar thing, like someone talking to you 
while I'm trying to get somewhere. Really like that efficiency mm-hmm. in games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I just really love that feeling of like just like oh like this is just an endless confusing you know death library and uh you know and getting to him too like the things he says and his voice actor is really on point oh yeah the um those those screeches that he does <laughs> that like cracking like <gasps> thing that he does. i can't do it that's too high yeah. up but that thing is amazing yeah like uh, and he's he's pretending to howl yeah, the like, howl. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Is that that's that some Blade howl? Runner shit going on? Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's super Blade Runner, and like, yeah, this whole part reminded me a little bit of that. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. but just the fact that he is he is howling, and it's obviously not like a bestial howl. This is just a dude howling. Like he is doing whatever <laughs> he can to ascend. Yeah. Right. Like everybody else got to fucking transform into a beast. What did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, I, I don't think he wants to be a beast. Like he's trying to do this, you know, mm-hmm. well, he's, he's, just he's going the other into it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. But, like, but like, yeah, even going, still, like yeah. he's just grabbing for whatever he can. I, I think this is just, he's leaning in. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> just, you know, howl like literally howling mad or mm-hmm. like, this is some kind of that keening noise that he's making is some kind of communication mm-hmm. with these from beyond things that he's dealing with. Yeah. You know? Um, and the, his dialogue here is really interesting. Like, it's essential like it did you know an understanding of the game is this this whole with the cosmology this whole like thing of him talking but, about um, this uh this, <laughs> no, uh, cosmology yes yes or some say cosmology very good I, I was just about to make that joke but i i'm glad you did because uh, you you articulated better than i was going to because you're the, a uh, joke martyr that joke grenade <laughs> the, um but yeah so this, this whole idea of this cause or cosm um, that he's praying to. Um, and I looked up, I was looking online to figure out what people think that is. Um, because it's not him. I ne- initially, I thought he was misunderstanding the word cosmos, or mm-hmm. this was just his, his crazy brain interpreting it. But he says cosmos later. Yeah. You know, he knows he knows the word. Mm-hmm. It's in his vocab. So it's this idea of this other great one that we don't know anything about. Specifically that one that grants the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. He's trying to get, you know, to he's reaching out to this great one mm-hmm. to be like Rom. Um, which, like, we saw how Rom ended. Like, <laughs> yeah. you, you don't want to be Rom. Rom succeeded, um, in a way. Well, he succeeded in a way, but Rom does not seem like a happy pup to me. Rom <laughs> uh, so got He. That's what it strikes me. Like, I think Rom is like an idiot god. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. that's what it feels like to me. They, like, like, made it, room for the eyes. They there's a profound Rom stupidity to Rom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like, that. that's how I interpret vacuous with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's her. so much of this, like, you know, that little head cages they wear, like, actually remind me of, like, the horrible shit they used to put on people in, like, mental institutions. Yes. It's like a nice so, like, and, yeah. and so the idea, I, I like the fact, and again, this actually goes back to the Lovecraft thing, like, Lovecraft's extraordinary fear of okay, of eventually being ending up in some sort of asylum or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. because both his parents did. <laughs> Yeah, because his dad, his dad did, and yeah, his dad got went crazy from uh, syphilis. And, which know. is always like the interesting thing about like Lovecraft's relationship to um, sex, to, to mental illness and stuff. Like, oh, yeah. it's, is it comes from a deep, deep, deep phobia of his based on childhood trauma and like yeah. just like familial trauma and like the way that this was not understood and horribly dealt with at the time. Um, it makes his works like a lot sadder. Because it's like you see how easily his fear and his worldview leads him to fear that this is what will happen to him. Because of all these encroaching things, he's going to end up just like his parents and die the same way. And it, it turns Cthulhu into more of a boogeyman than, than like a, than a big idea. 
Yeah, yeah. it's just like is the like okay if I, if I do this this is going to happen to me if I don't do this if I don't keep things on an even keel if I don't get out of Brooklyn <laughs> I'm yeah. going to end up yeah. just like my parents and he's horrible I mean he's I mean, he's a straight up horrible like xenophobe and among other things and but it's interesting to see how that um it's it's weird it's there's a weird honesty and vulnerability to mm-hmm. his his horrible hate mongering because no, you're, you're preaching to the choir buddy yeah yeah. I am on that side. And it's interesting, too, when you think about his dad specifically uh, going insane from syphilis mm-hmm. and you start thinking of all the sex stuff that is in, in Lovecraft, like yeah. the 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 kind of, uh, you know, the fear of um, fertility yeah. and the... Uh, we are literally the, in the nightmare of Mensis here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. Like that. that is straight up a thing and it just makes sense. Well, that's uh, one of the things I, I, I like about the fact that they, and again, I don't know how much all this is intentional, although given how meticulously they really, it seemed like, took this very inspired take on Lovecraft stuff. And I think fixed actually a lot of the more problematic stuff by making it less a, this didn't come from like, you know, you know, the lower folk or whatever. Right. This came from <laughs> like, this is, this is being imposed. Yeah. Yeah. By, this is the intelligentsia. Like this is yeah, the, the, mm-hmm. the, yeah, the old New England. Blood. Yeah, this is, you know, these are the these are the people from like, you know, universities or whatever, like imposing this on people and the people who are more marginalized suffering for it yeah. um, and being victimized by it. You know, like the nobility in the different places are like drinking blood and getting blood like brought to them and stuff like mm-hmm. it's. Um, but I, I like the the imagery here of the of the like little head cage that um, Mikolash is wearing and that you find him and all his like bros <laughs> mummies <laughs> like kicking it like down in uh, the unseen village um, is um, this that idea that he's absolutely trapped by this thing. He's trapped by all this insight that he's he's gained. Um, and it kind of felt like it was like shutting out the world in some really sad way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. I do, you know, you mentioned like him waking up. Like I, I like the idea because like he's not going to wake up, Like he's dead. He's not. Yeah, like, there's no. A yeah, we saw there. his body. Yeah, like, there's nothing for him here. to go back to. I'm like, like a really and... big fan of ghost stories where you eventually see the corpse mm-hmm. of, of like whatever, and it's not the ghost, and you're like, oh mm-hmm. god, like here's the actual like remains of this thing, but something has become like un like detached and untethered yeah. from, and yeah, is while like, wandering around like, oh, like <laughs> just the, the, his very last thought is that he's gonna wake up and go back to his bland life and have to start yeah. over. Oh, I'll forget the, everything. He's worried about boredom. Like he's yeah. worried about like. Yeah forgetting and, things as opposed to the fact that it's like nope in like two seconds you're about to blink out of existence yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. that's that's a real from beyond kind of thing where he is yep. somebody who has gone so far into this study that he has quite literally like neglected his body like he yeah. has left it he's not home anymore and he mm-hmm. has no home to go back to yeah it yeah. is like the, the, the profound tragic ignorance of that fact and what he gave up to like get to this again threshold of victory mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah. he can't like. That's what I, I honestly, Mikolash might be my favorite character in the game. Uh, I think he's he's so well developed in this tiny little time you meet him. Like he has he has wants and desires. He has a conflict that like he's so sad because mm-hmm. he's like he's like I'm finally gonna get it. I'm finally going. And you're like, like you wonder like how long has this guy been here? Like <laughs> how long has he been this close to like this threshold? Yeah, exactly. Like I don't yeah. think he's actually that close to it. I think he just has felt that close to it. Yeah. for a really long time like he made yeah. this this ridiculous realm yeah. 
but he's no closer to, you know, because the player ultimately ends up being the person who can actually make contact with this God thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, this, this like corrupted great one that we yeah. find, like he yeah. doesn't do it, but we figured it out because we got this thing from the choir, mm-hmm. which they're at odds with. So we know the secret <laughs> from the choir and he doesn't. Yeah. yeah, you know, so it's oh, this whole idea of, of the happy. right hand not talking. He's happy to, the left. to see us. Like mm-hmm. he wants, he wants to talk with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, just, I like. I also like the idea that he has to feel like he's close because, he, mm-hmm. again, because he's given up so much. Like his actions oh, yeah. have le- like, led to the stillbirth of everybody's mind. Like it can't all be for nothing, right? It's, it's <laughs> yeah. the Walter White thing. Yeah, like yeah. you know, it was his actions and him kind of jumping the gun on this ritual that caused everybody's minds to just implode. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, God, he's he's really great. Like he's just such a great <laughs> character. I like how um, like he's utterly useless unless he's using kind of borrowed power. Like he can do the call That's, from beyond yeah. thing, which is, which is to be fair, like the worst cheap shot in the entire game. <laughs> I don't think it is. It will one shot you pretty easily. Yeah. At least when I played it, I don't know if they patched that out. It's still but, pretty rough. Yeah. Um. But if you don't, if you just if you dodge his tentacle thing, which is really easy because he has a very slow wind up and you can easily dodge and you keep hammering on him like he, all he can do is like punch you and it does nothing well he doesn't even yeah. punch until later it's not uh-huh. until the second half of the fight like you defeat him once and then he you know starts another kind of run cycle where he mm. starts uh jumping jumping around through mirrors yeah it's cool <laughs> you know it's like a stoop scooby-doo hallway chasing exactly where like, that's exactly <laughs> what i thought of and, uh-huh. and and this becomes a puzzle because you have to kind of trick him into running into this room where you can trap him behind a gate and then you drop down above and that's what kind of gives people fits in this fight is trying to wrangle his pathfinding around that do people mm. or do people have fits in this fight uh yes i've heard people have fits huh like i've, I've never thought this was that was particularly difficult yeah like it's i've always i've, I've never had anything less than a like a super good time some people a just got you. crushed by him yeah Huh. Yeah, pe- people have fits just because he doesn't behave like he he ought to. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. he do- he doesn't always run where he uh, it makes sense for him to run to. And yeah, you have to he, get him to stop insane. at certain places. <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah. You can't predict him. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a cage on his head. Well, also yeah. this is a game, and he has to be beaten, and he has yeah. to run yeah. into this particular place. And if he you is, can't chain Mikolash down. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> he he doesn't adhere he to can't your be rules. Caged? No, wait, he, <laughs> he caged himself. Have you have you guys seen the 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 meme thing where everyone calls him Nicholas Cage? Uh, yeah, that's the, no, yeah. nope. So that, I, that's that's a thing. Nicholas now I'm an Cage. Yeah, <laughs> I turned into the internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm a tumbler. <laughs> <laughs> I have a tumbler. <laughs> um, but but I love that second leg of the fight because he still, you know, is again borrowing the tentacles from Abriatus. Uh, but the desperation of him attacking you just just willy nilly with yeah. his with his bare hands. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's I, really I wonder, good. I wonder how he thought this was gonna go. Like <laughs> I wonder what he was wanting. Like you know, like like his uh, I don't I, think like, he I get, like, to fight you at all. Yeah, like I yeah, I think get... he's too far gone to have mm-hmm. like yeah. a rational thought at that point. Like he got the, he made this thing, he got this far, and now he's just kind of trapped in this yeah. mm-hmm. this you know endless library. Like you know, a new like, friend. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah, doesn't we... really do anything that's that threatening to start it with. Like he he does like weird little kid chase me shit. Like he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not like haha. In five minutes, the world will explode. Better catch yeah. me. No. Yeah. 
No, it, he's, he's, he's downright gentle. Oh, yeah, and he's not even like Batman, like 1960s Joker kind of playful. He's not like the like, oh, catch me, you dunderhead or something. <laughs> dunderhead. You know, Somebody packed that in. Oh, no. If he's, is, is he Kazoo? Actually, yeah. it would make sense for Kazoo to be in this game, huh? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Huh. Um, but yeah, like he, he, I, he, he can't really figure it out. And I also think it's just because he's, he's gone. Yeah. Like yeah. something has flown from here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A very small bird. <laughs> a tiny, tiny little bird was released from its cage. Yeah. Um, we, we, we murder this bird. Um, <laughs> so do. We stomp yeah. on this bird. video game. Yep. <laughs> With using any number of, of stones. And uh, and so he dies. He has that really tragic, like, now I'm waking up. I'll forget everything. Yeah. Super sad. I, and, and It's just like my heart hurt when I heard that. Yeah. delivered really well i think this is some of the best voice acting like in the series i really like this guy's voice actor the way he says everything like he places the emphasis on that like he had in his mind everything yeah yeah well it's it's i think part of the reason why we're reacting this guy and we we will have to move on at some point because we have another really (laughs) cool boss to talk about three more hours of (laughs) nicolaj yeah but the uh the is because like he this is a really kind of i don't know how realistic but a really evocative and interesting portrayal of insanity mm-hmm. and we have a little bit of that lovecraft thing of being like everyone's scared of being insane mm-hmm. like you know even you know and as somebody like i've struggled with mental health stuff before oh, yeah, and definitely. it's scary mm-hmm. you know like it it is it is scary to have your mind not do things that make sense to you yeah and it's scared to have your mind which is part of you lie to you or uh, you know, do uh, tell you things that you can't trust. Like that is a that is a way of like turning against yourself. That is really really hits like an element. At least for me, like a really elemental fear mm-hmm. that I have. Um, That's why I'm wearing this, this just, cage. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think no, I yeah. like uh, so the difficulty. Not to tangent too much is like it's difficult to talk about this fear. Uh, in part because it's like, you know, within society, mental illness is so stigmatized and so misunderstood. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I really don't I don't like I hate the fact that it's misunderstood and stigmatized such because I actually really like horror fiction that deals with insanity. It's actually right. one of the things I like about Lovecraft, I think, is as someone who does struggle with like uh, with like mental illness and is on like meds and stuff for it. Like, I totally identify with this. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. And it is 100% like something that is like fundamental to my understanding of horror. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think you can have honest horror that doesn't delve into your own like ability to grasp and your own brains like, you know, messing with you on some level. Like, I think kind of all horror is psychological on some level, unless it's just straight up. There's a bear. It's going to eat me or something, (laughs) you know? Um, yeah sometimes the machines don't work is, is the best kind of horror to me. Yeah. Yeah, It's really great. And so like, one of the things that I love about Bloodborne is it takes it starts off in gothic horror and then ends in this very Lovecrafty modern horror that's like all weird fiction and like sciences and like machines and like, you know, these different social structures are what is going to do us in mm-hmm. uh, and our own inability to kind of be cognizant and like understand like, you know, like Mikolaj, you, you can't hold everything in your brain. There's just mm-hmm. too much. It's just too much. And mm-hmm. um I love how Bloodborne crosses that line between like, oh, it's werewolves, spooky, scary, and then into like the, oh yeah, no, the werewolves are quaint now yeah. because mm-hmm. 
we're in like this this you know nuts dudes like dream you know like thing and you're like running around and like you're on the verge of this thing that you can't even grasp like yeah. at all um I, yeah, you I started Scary Furry Monster and, and that the concept of truth can't exist. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Sleep oh, it's so good. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'll belabor this on, on my point, too. It's kind of like how the dad storyline affected me the most in uh, Gone Home a little bit. Like, mm. I think there's a little bit about Mikolash that um, kind of kind of speaks to the neurotic nerd who yes. possibly <laughs> yeah. oh know, god so, yeah he is he is the biggest nerd in this game he's easily the yeah. nerd boss yeah but but it's like okay so 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 what are you giving up and who you know <laughs> what are you not considering that you're just kind of throwing to the wind or to the wood chipper by pursuing this thing single-mindedly which to your mind you know is kind of one of the only ways to do it right yeah you know, mm-hmm. a little bit, and then just at, at the end here, when it was for nothing, and you have to snap back, the fear that there's nothing for you to return to. Yeah. After yeah. A- after after following this, you know, this path not to an ultimate reward, but to just a dead end that you have to retrace. Some fucking jock runs in and knocks over your <laughs> brain yeah. dolls. We are yeah. that jock. Yeah, like in this yeah. game, like we're just yeah, you know, we're gonna go beat up Mikolash. Yeah, because strength is the only viable build. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mikolash's uh, thing, his single mindedness, that whole thing of like you, know, you were just touching on the idea of like I have to keep this going because it couldn't all be for nothing. Like it does speak also to like the kind of like existential horror of this game and to Lovecraft stuff and to again, I, I think a lot of the best horror is the idea of you having to face, you know, just the concept of meaninglessness. And like you have to like stare it like in the face and figure out how to deal with it. And Mikolash does this in an incredibly destructive way, but in a way that it arrests him in development. You know, he can, you know, he's his actual body's dead. It's not going anywhere. He's mm-hmm. he's stuck here. And like it does sort of forecast the uh, what you're mentioning there, forecast the end of the game. Spoilitos. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is it OK to talk about that yeah. thematically? Yeah. Yep. We're so like our, 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 two of the major options are it. It didn't mean anything, or it didn't mean anything. Like you, you <laughs> only get those. Uh-huh. There's only one where or anything I'm a meant baby. anything. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm just gonna roll with this shit. It's yeah. the dinosaurs ending. I'm the baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. God, I really actually like that ending too. Anyway, I like the the ending because, like, unlike. Uh, okay, sorry. You're, you're gonna you're gonna deal with this on your actual ending show, so I won't get into it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's 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 futility. It's a real <laughs> video game. <laughs> so when he did, can I take us on? Do we have yeah, healing great thoughts? Yeah, okay. we should scoot. <laughs> yep, sorry. Yeah. Just how the cage Nikolash sings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I know why the cage Nikolash sings. Um, you pick up the cage of Mensis, which you've seen all of these corpses, and the the description says kind of alludes to the idea that this is an antenna being folly. <laughs> like it might just be trapping their own stuff inside rather than letting them see more stuff outside. Uh, more importantly, this is what you should wear for the rest of the game and all subsequent playthroughs. <laughs> if you want to look like a gigantic goofball. Well, yeah. <laughs> Why yeah. wouldn't you? Well, fashion. Uh, fashion. Counterpoint. If you Born. use that weird pyramid head thing, it gonks on the ladder. Oh, true. damn it. That's you a good point. You use one of the two goofy hats. <laughs> yeah, silly hats only, my friend. The Souls games yeah. are all about goofy hats. What was the what was the goofy hat in Dark Souls Two? The uh, didn't they have a, a version of the monk hat? 
There uh, is a um yeah, or there's um the you can get the the head of the smelter demon. Mm-hmm. It has two oh, ridiculous yeah. big horns. Oh okay, pop yeah. Out. yeah. Um, that's a really cool swanky cap you can get as well with the scary <laughs> mask. The uh, but then you have to kill Lucretiel, which is well, sad. you don't want to do that. Um, yeah. Yeah. The um, so after <laughs> after he he dies, um, the, we can take a bridge up to Murgo's loft. Um, where there's this kind of balcony, there's a couple more dogs. Um, you know, you can do that, but instead we're going to do this weird Easter egg thing first <laughs> because this opens up a thing and there's not really anything that indicates that I could see. Like maybe my spatial awareness was not strong enough to know this it's was a super thing. hidden. It's, it's yeah. real hidden. Yeah. yeah. Like an ele- you know, an, uh, an elevator or a little bridge opens up that goes to a thing and then an elevator opens up. Yeah. So let's, let's well, talk about getting down to that stuff. Well, yeah. So anytime there's an elevator without a door, I'm going to be looking for stuff to jump on off onto. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that was my that, <laughs> that. Well, be, right before you do this, like, oh, OK, so I thought we were talking about going to uh, the, the brain of Mensis. Yeah, that, that that's how you get to it. So before you get to it, though, you have to pull the lever to make yep. it drop. Yeah, and that's yeah. This, that, that's this whole other thing, like through the bridge into the attic where yeah. you know, with, with, yeah. with all that stuff. But to get there, you actually have to make that jump um, mm. through the uh, through the busted door. Um, to get onto the uh, the bridge with the crazy stealth maze with the with the winter lanterns. Yeah, yeah. The so, um, you guys don't like this. I no. do. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. This uh, this like game mechanic was not was not very well telegraphed. Like mm. it's it's really hard to tell where safety is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's really hard to know where safety is. You still take damage even after you're seen for a long time. Like oh, really? If you, if you go, yeah, you, you don't not damage. Sorry, your frenzy builds up whether you're being seen after you first are spotted. Your frenzy continues to build yeah. for a while. So there's nothing that you can't course correct. If you happen to if like a, a winter lantern catches the edge of your foot, you you're down for a large amount of frenzy, hmm. whether you run back or not. Yeah, okay. man, I had such a hard time. I put like all my frenzy gear on. And the fact that the meter goes up when you're yep. out of line of sight. Just and that they do grab so attacks, confused. so they, they, it's an enemy that exists to make you. It takes away your ability to to act. So you have this like just meter just filling up, you know. But if it only has a grab attack, it can only make you helpless while it does this thing. And like I don't like grab attacks anyway. I think that they're kind of bad, you mm-hmm. know. Like it's oh like you just have to sit here and watch your guy, you know. Zangief's like going to come in here and fucking larry at you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, Zangief, buddy. <laughs> I, I, I'm not we have into to it. talk. Yeah, we have to talk. But like, so the thing I that- actually I ended up getting through this pretty easy after I realized what was going on because, mm-hmm. unlike everyone else in Bloodborne, I was an arcane build. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I I could see that working, even though I feel like arcane is kind of underpowered still. It's like weird. Game. It's a weird niche thing. I remember David when you got to the end of the game, you're like, dude, you need to go and like get your arcane like way, way, way up. And so like on oh, new game so plus, fun. I put everything into arcane, and yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's so good. You shoot space lasers. <laughs> the, the um, the, I think that the reason, one of the big reasons why this scene doesn't work for me is that like for me, my enjoyment of stealth games, and I've I've said this before, but it, it stays true here, is that like stealth games for me are as fun or as good as it is fun to get caught. No. Yep. Like if it's fun to get caught in a stealth game, it's a it's that's a good stealth game. It's Corvo's postulate. Yeah. Yeah. If it's not fun, if it's Indigo Prophecy. <laughs> you know, if it's just game over, then that's a bad stealth game. Yeah. So Pat, what's, like, a, what's a stealth game where it's fun to get caught? Because I'm, I'm trying to Dishonored. think of it and I'm like, OK, um, Dishonored is the go to example I use for the as like my favorite getting yeah. caught stealth game. Mm-hmm. Metal Gear Solid five. If you're looking for something really recent, that doesn't Ape escape. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't really get caught, um, you just get spotted, but that is stealth. Anyway. <laughs> but the, the consequences for getting caught here are so drastic. Like, you, if you, you know, you get caught, your meter keeps going up, even if you try to retreat and, and you know, come back. These guys have really long leashes, like, they'll follow you for a long time. Mm-hmm. And if they grab you, like, you're going to get frenzied. And even with lots of frenzy resist gear, like, you can only get frenzied, you know, once and you have to heal right away. Like, you have to be at full health mm-hmm. to survive it. Um, yeah, I just, I just don't, I don't think it's a good stealth section. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was neat that they tried a stealth thing. And once I realized that's what it was, like I adjusted my tactics and it didn't uh. bother me. Mm. I refer to this less as a stealth section than a sprint section. <laughs> yeah. That's also yeah. valid. Oh, heal, heal, heal. This area. Yeah. Sedative yeah. popping bills and cranking dills. Yeah. Well, I that's... wish you could carry more than 10 sedatives with you too. Yeah. That's like, a that problem. That ends up being a frustrating thing with this. Oh God. Yeah. If we want to talk about item like consumption issues in this game, we, yeah, well, that's a whole other episode. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, just this, 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 this season, we've talked <laughs> yeah. about that a lot. Like it, we thought we could Christ. do three hours on Mikolash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like let's Ooh, talk boy. about blood vial farming. Hunker down. Um, but, let's talk about yeah. like that rune that you oh actually never mind is it the rune that you get here that lets you carry more bullets oh I don't think the, uh, no, I don't think you get it here no okay but, it's just like the your mind is suffused with the great blah 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 it just means you can carry five more bullets I like to think of it as, as an actual pocket on your brain uh-huh. you just put them, just in, them in there you know, just, all your just keep some spare change and a couple mm-hmm. condoms you know yeah <laughs> yeah fans club card (laughs) um but you uh you you either sneak or sprint past these things um and you get to this hallway with again the bowl cut spiders we don't have to dwell on them too terribly much or the uh the winter lantern that is guarding the church bell although that is another choir artifact that is Mm -hmm. here yeah right but kind of what you're up here to do is pull this lever that starts a cutscene and actually drops this thing that has been causing the frenzy, which is actually a... What's that? Latria reference. Yes, exactly. Um, It is is a big, chained-up brain shoggoth. Mm -hmm. And this thing is actually really interesting, um, this brain shoggoth, that we'll make our way down to to get acquainted with him at some point, but Mm -hmm. there's description when when you uh, get the item from it. So this is an actual great one, but it has this whole idea of there are some great ones that are corrupted and evil. Like this has eyes on the inside of it, but its body is horribly rotten and the eyes are misguided or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like the, uh, the, the phrasing. So there are versions that these people are aspiring to, you know, that they're worshiping as gods, but they're, it's not a monolithic pantheon. Right. Like mm-hmm. some of them are just this. And then some of them are just Rom, you know, like mm-hmm. some of them are, they're gods because they are great, but there's no qualitative, uh, aspect to them yeah. yeah there's no like intentionality in the sense of like you're a god because of your character or your abilities or anything you just are that's our word for this thing that's kind exactly. of yeah, us. weird and powerful yeah, yeah it's that's just, it's just a that's class straight of up lovecraft thing again of like yeah it might as well just be a giant amoeba out <laughs> in space that can like you know do all this stuff but it's not because it's a god in the sense of like a character, like an acting yeah. entity yeah. or whatever. It's just a giant rotting brain. Mm-hmm. It's functionally equivalent to just a big radioactive rock, right? Like it, <laughs> yeah. it's just this big yeah. object that is bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't actually even know if the brain has any intelligence to it. Like it's just I think kind it of does. glassy eyed staring at you. It, it follows you. You can commune with it. You can, yeah, you, you can, and talk, you can with talk to it. it. And the, oh, that's yeah. the thing. So like when, when you get down to where it's at, 
um, you know, you continue down and, and there's some, we're skipping around a little bit, but that's okay. Um, when you get down to where it's at, um, it falls down. You take this elevator down to this void back in that main, uh, tenant room. Um, it's just in the middle of nothing. It looks like, uh, uh, the void from, from dark souls one, mm-hmm. you head over there. And for the longest time, like I was just like, Oh, I just kill this thing and get an item. Nope. You know, and you get this living string. But if you do, if you have the secrets of the choir and you can do this make contact gesture, um, it will talk to you because we know from previous that runes are Carol's ability to transcribe the words of the great one. Like we're like, so it's talking to you. Like it definitely gives you like, this is communication with it. I think um, I honestly interpreted the spears as potentially also being communication. <laughs> oh, the uh, oh, okay, yeah. Like the insight thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, inter- yeah. Yeah. It, Interesting. It sh- it's like shouting, basically. Yeah. It sees that you are a mm. being of flesh and bone. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, if you notice, all the um, there's all those little eggies that have <laughs> spears in them that are also dead. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And they're the- very small little spears. And it's like it tried talking to everything around here. <laughs> mm. Yeah. The, uh, the eggies that look like eyes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. they do look like eyes. <laughs> I like how you're calling them eggies, but it sounds like you're saying aggies. Like you guys are big marbles enthusiasts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, they're or cute. They're like little, little itty bitty babies. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, he he will give you the moon rune, and then you have to uh, destroy him in order to get the uh, the artifact that gets you into the final chalice dungeon. Which, mm-hmm. hey, happy coincidence. Guess what? I didn't get in my first playthrough. No, oh, this boy. thing. So I have to play through Jeez. all of New Game Plus um, to get the thing that will let me finish the. Um... I love the Chalice Dungeon. Wow, I also went love. through the Chalice Dungeons. I wow. think they're great. Okay, here's great. a thing that they gave you in Bloodborne. All right, they gave you more Bloodborne. <laughs> like I, yeah. that's what well, I thought until I played them. Like I was like you. It's on tape. <laughs> I was so in favor. I was so defensive of them. I was just like, oh, it's better than nothing. Like, just think of them as a bonus. But now that I have to do them for my job, I hate them yeah. because they're boring and stupid. <laughs> nothing perhaps, cool is in them. They're the Dark Souls 2 of Bloodborne. Oh. Oh, shots fired. <laughs> um, like, you don't ever do anything cool in the Chalice Dungeons. Like, you get to control your guy and it feels like Bloodborne. <laughs> But there's no design to the levels or anything. It's empty like, bloodborne calories. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I it's actually would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes there's a dog that spits fire at you. <laughs> cool. Yeah, like, the boss it, fights it, are good. Like I just took... wish there wasn't so much insulation between them. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. I got I think the a good couple weeks of, of fun. And I streamed actually a bunch of it too. Um, yeah, uh, that was fun. I remember that. Oh, yeah. The, there were there some close calls. Uh, it was pretty great. Um <laughs> Hold on, let me go on about the one time I fought the Hound of the Dog of the Lords or whatever. <laughs> the Hound yeah. of the Dog of the Lords. The, the, Lord hound the Dog of the Lords. Fire Dog Spit yeah. Guy. Is, yeah, it, is it too late uh, to add him to really Souls good. of Darkness? <laughs> yeah, it probably is, but I still have to do those Twine games. Okay. So he can show up there. So that's one rare item that you can get from this little leg. You can also uh, drop down in the tower where this uh, big brain used to be. The big brain on Brad used to be to get the blood rock, mm-hmm. um, which is the one guaranteed plus 10 upgrade material per uh, playthrough. Again, chalices can alleviate that somewhat, but why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you can... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you can get you can make that happen if you want to spend a lot of time in chalices, get more than one plus ten item. Chalices are good for like you put on like a podcast and like turn the sound down. There are so many games to play. Oh my no. god, 
like I yeah. like I can only handle chalices if I'm like exercising or or <laughs> yeah. doing something else like watching a TV show. Like I wish I could play Sleeping. another video game while I was playing them. Like I wish I could play Isaac while playing a chas- yeah. chalice. All of the Souls games are are podcast games for me. Yeah, me too. They eventually get to that point with me. I first played through. I played with sound on. Yeah, yeah. You want to hear all them sounds first, but then on your you know second through twelfth playthrough, which we all do because we have that problem that we don't talk about. <laughs> then uh, <laughs> we talk at length about. Yeah, I guess we're talking That's about true. it right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, that we don't talk about, but have a podcast about. It's <laughs> like what Mikolaj. Well, you have to hear that like Souls game music like the you know, the first time. So like you walk up to like you know a giant armadillo and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or it's just some sort of low-key violin noodling or something yeah. <laughs> well that way when you've heard the three songs that it has it really matters a lot when the final boss has a whole song there you go <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway. Yeah. anyway but um that's that's really all that's around here you can uh, use the iron key that you found here but uh, the description is hilariously vague like there are no thieves here so why would they lock it maybe it's a horror yeah yeah yep let's talk about the critical path though this moonlit rooftop path uh to the uh the 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 ultimate goal here mm-hmm. goofiest surprise in the game <laughs> yeah, which one <laughs> the boars the boars yeah. Yeah. the boars the boars yeah the boars. um well those are behind the shadows of yarnum which you find a couple of sets of these guys yeah, yeah, that didn't quite make a lot of sense to me because oh. I'm like, are we just reusing bosses at this they're, point, or is there a great lore reason? For they're this? shadowing Yarnum. Oh, uh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah not actually making sense. sense. <laughs> I just, you're just saying the same thing. <laughs> I assumed it was because of an NPC we find later. Mm. Oh yeah, mm. that's Yarnum. They're shadowing her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're they're guarding her out. Yeah, um, they just yeah they, these guys and it's and you know they're they're fine. Um, the boars, uh, I have a problem with the boars. Um, I like the turnaround with the eyeballs. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, so good. I like that goofy bit. I think that's really cool. And I like the eyeball board design. Um, even in end of game, I still get one shot by their charge a lot oh, of the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't like being one shot in video games in general, but like, I really don't like the tracking on that charge. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like their little miniature of Breedis's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, you, you get a whole boss fight of that later. Um, <laughs> but the uh, I, I really don't like those boars. No. Can Abritus one shot you? Oh, God. You can yeah. get, you can oh, get yeah. hit twice in the charge because she has a hitbox on her arms and her body. Wow. So it's very easy to get knocked in from one end to the other is what's happening. I looked it up. I was like furious that it kept happening to me. And I was like, why? What am I doing wrong? And like looked it up. And that's what happens in Abritus. I think one of the one of the amazing things about the Souls games is how differentially difficult certain parts are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like some parts like you'll just knock over and feel like a god and other people <laughs> will be smashing their head against and vice yeah. versa. Hilarious. If <laughs> Yeah. If if you thought that Abritus was anything but egregious, it's likely you have the memory leak going on the first time you played it. Yeah. That happened to me uh, anyway. Could be. Yeah, like I two shot Abritus just because I need to le- needed to learn her patterns. But uh but yeah. That is uh, definitely a factor for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah me too. I, I, I first tried her the first time through and I was like, who's this? Like, it's another idiot god. And then, <laughs> and then played her without the leak. Mm-hmm. Whoops. Hell lasers. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hell lasers in that charge, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, this is, again, another section of this level that is meant to be run, like sprinted through, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I did that. 
Yep. How I farmed this horse. <laughs> I did a lot of sprinting at this part of the game. Yeah. I farmed the hell out of this place. Oh, I was, wow. I was a rancher. Well, it's it's pretty easy to do that because you have all these uh, shortcuts. This is a very shortcut-rich area of the game. Also, it's incredibly vertical uh, for people who miss that from Dark Souls 2. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is actually, David brings a good point. This is like a really great place to farm. I eventually did that thing where you can run and get the you can get the shadows of Yarnum to fight the boars. <laughs> oh, which yeah. Which is amazing. Uh, and then you can just what? use that to farm. Yeah, you can. That's amazing. You, you can kite the um, the shadows of Yarnum up and after you and then have the boars and then kind of just jump out of the way and the boars will charge into them and they will sit and kill each other. Oh, wow. That's amazing. It, I'm so and happy. then you just mop up whatever's left. It's so great. You just turn around and they're all just wailing on each other. The boars just like <laughs> going through and plowing them over. Uh, it's so, yeah, it's it's worthwhile. It's one of the few times because it's like. In, I forget what the farming big farming area in Dark Souls 2 was, but in Dark Souls 1, you know, the forest guys that get mm -hmm. rolling off the cliff the and stuff. Party. Yeah. This, this one is is so fun just to sit back and watch. Mm -hmm. I, I watch just learned that you could do that, like doing research today, but I've never done it. Oh, yeah. So next time I go through this area, I'm definitely not fighting those boars myself. In yeah. New Game like Plus, when the when the blood uh, whatever like requirements are so like stupid high, you can come in here and do that later on and it's a, it's a turnkey operation. Sweet. Yeah, yeah just set it up like a car wash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... I'm so happy that we referenced the same thing. <laughs> it is, uh, yeah, well, we, we do tend to memorize the exact same shows. Yeah, we do. Except for like a small amounts of non-overlap. Like, I picked up that Flintstones reference you made earlier, but I wasn't happy about it. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... You, you you ascend to this like this final little landing and, and shortcut, really kind shortcut um, here. And uh, we run into uh, an old friend from from Rom Lake, mm -hmm. um, Yarnum. Yeah, I, I mean, like we don't quite know that's her yet or that's her name. Mm -hmm. Like that. Yeah, that is one of the few big revelations that's made in a boss name card. Um, yeah, but um, yes, here is this woman in a in, in, in a stunning white gown that is bloodied at the front, and she is clasping her hands and looking reverently at the tower. Well, her hands are bound together. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, I thought they were just clasped. Huh. No, they, yeah, that's that's kind of this this whole thing with Dumerians and with her specifically. Mm -hmm. I haven't uh, got to that part of the Chalice Dungeons neither yet. Neither have I. Um, and uh, well, what'd you say? Neither have I. Oh, neither have I. Um, and uh, so I haven't done a bunch of like research trying to figure out like exactly, you know, that this Yarnum stuff. We we ended up uh, uh, chatting with a gentleman at the the Portland Metro Gaming Expo who has a theory about it that I kind of like, mm -hmm. but I want to get further into it before, you know, I buy in whole hog. Yep. But she's bound and it plays a part in the boss fight with her. Yeah. Is her hands are bound and eventually she breaks free of her, her shackles. Mm -hmm. And uh, here she is bound as well. Yeah. I love the sound she's making. I mean, it's it's horrible and tragic, but like she is intermittently <laughs> crying and laughing mm -hmm. is what it sounds like. That is like the Which, official uh, sound of the Souls games. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the Lady of the Night does that too, doesn't she? She does when we when we check in with her mm -hmm. um, in next episode or the episode after that, whenever ah, we decide okay. to see one of the most horrific tableaus and like... Mm -hmm. all of souls yeah yeah like her ending good night mm. um yeah but there's some parallel, parallels there yeah yeah, mm. yeah for sure um for, can do you guys know why there's a vial of yosefka's blood here not a clue 
I think that it is just similarly the blood of somebody who has maybe been interacted with in a genetic way by an old one. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. And that's what we're calling it. Yeah, like Yosefka, like there is Yosefka is accounted for Mm because there's always one of those little alien things in her clinic. Right. You know, no matter what. So that's presumably the one and it drops a Yosefka's blood. So mm-hmm. she's that's a long way from home. This, yeah. this vial of blood. I, I think that it's just a gameplay thing. Yeah. Like, here's the final boss. Yeah. Have a powerful healing item. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's but it feels kind of lame. It. I, you know. Yeah. Well, it's like it was totally in giant in the nightmare thing. I was just like, yeah, yeah. this just seems like it. We got to throw something in here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Might as well be a fucking Mario coin. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Mario's yeah, so you, blood. You, uh, you go up this other elevator. To this this kind of amazing uh, uh, arena where you fight the what can be the po- the last boss of the game actually, mm-hmm. uh, Murgo's wet nurse. I love the name Murgo's wet nurse. I love this <laughs> boss. <laughs> It's a really good boss. boss It's great. You're both right. (laughs) Great, great, great boss. Like, so, like, um, this was one of the the bosses that really, in fact, actually the last, like, this game ends so strongly. Mm -hmm. Um, The last, like, because the last bosses, I think, are the best in the game. You know, from Mikolash on, I think, Mikolash, Mirko, and then onward. um, uh, Yeah, the, just the kind of, like, the horrible blade swinging arms and, like, the you know, summoning this weird void fog that you're in. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah. Well, just her first appearance, too. You step out and you see this, you know, stroller bassinet kind of thing. And then this monstrosity descends and, you know, kind of like it has no form. It's invisible. And you you just kind of see it by what it's wearing, like the invisible man. And you can mm-hmm. see that it has this unnatural anatomy, this long kind of craning neck and these six arms that are all holding these really, really mean blades and just the tattered robes that kind of turn it from like, OK, this might just be a vestment or something into like this is simultaneously a crow and you know the very visage of death yeah mm-hmm. it looks Those like blades looks... are really really useful for for the breastfeeding too yeah <laughs> really good just slice off a slice of milk <laughs> and you know, anything about midwifery you know that the blades are really <laughs> it, it, it looks to me it looks like a like a jim henson creation mm-hmm. like it looks it has like elements of skexy to it or something like mm-hmm. this could show up at, in the background of um dark crystal well it reminded <laughs> sure, me of like a yeah. cross between i mean the game has that all over the place with the shadows of yarnum and with like eileen the crow mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. you know that kind of like and then the horrible birds the worst birds in history uh <laughs> are, that are uh, that are that are in this also have that kind of design this game really loves that kind of like horrible dark greasy black bird type thing it really loves that mm-hmm. um, it's an inky pool of feathers yeah it, and rightly so because it's great <laughs> this is this is all me setting up the, the groundwork as i've been doing all this season for eventually covering labyrinth on an off season <laughs> for, for bloodborne because there are surprising like there are some it's not it's a stretch it's not the biggest stretch in the world. G- Gary, all you have to do is ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm imagining people listening just being a little bit like, guys. Hear me out. We, we, yeah. have, we have four fucking months to cover, guys. Come on. That, that is true. We do have a lot of time to cover. We should probably do Labyrinth <laughs> on the show. 
Um, so this fight is great because really what she does is she walks at you and this is, she's like a whirling dervish of these blades. Like it's, it feels like a bit much to say it's it's a walking blender, but that's what it is. Yeah, it feels like like a meat grinder or something. Yeah, yeah she's a fucking steamroller. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the cleaners from Labyrinth. She, she's a chainsaw. Yeah. She's getting your ass raw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's a man eater. <laughs> I'm really sorry, everyone. <laughs> but um, and and this kind of extends because you know it's a Dark Souls boss. You want to get behind it. Although, what is behind this thing that can attack in all directions? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, with just yeah, it, it kind of reaches yeah reaches behind itself. Mm-hmm. Um, it also summons clones like a, like a, like a dark lurker. Mm-hmm. Because you know? why wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, um, the clones like behave differently than they do in other things where they're not like a separate entity. Like you don't have to do anything with the clones. Mm-hmm. You can just run away for a while. Um, but my one of my favorite moments when that happens oftentimes corresponds with her turning off the lights, mm-hmm. and that's incredible. Like yeah, when you're yeah. just running away and these things are just flitting at the edges of your vision. That was these flashes of silver. Yeah, Yeah. you know, I never stopped to take any of them on. As soon as like the void started, like the fog, I again just sprinted. Man, I really (laughs) ran a lot. That's like my my experience with this is like I just like bolted as soon as something. So you've played Souls games, yeah? Pursuit is gameplay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you you can outrun a lot of shit. Uh, I'm like, I'm gonna be doing this in New Game Plus anyway, just running past a bunch of you. So, (laughs) Um, but yeah, like that was my experience with it was 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 running, and then yeah, these things just kind of popping out and like taking a swipe and occasionally connecting, but usually not. Which made it better. It made it better that they didn't connect as easily. Um, yeah, this this is, I think, oh, man. Besides, like the the one on one fights that the Souls games have, where you're fighting like a a version of you, like mm-hmm. with some of the kings or or with um, one of the final bosses of this game. Like this is, I think, my favorite Souls like big boss boss. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. This is a big monster done well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which a lot of big monsters in like, the Souls games just like cheat like <laughs> cheating is called it but there's like here's a, a gigantic wall of damage and you get hit this one is actually yeah. kind of cinematic in how it, yeah. it does it's because it's not that big like yeah. it's big but yeah. it's not you know and yeah. the the arena is set up to where the camera is never really your enemy mm-hmm. you know right. so like you don't run into this thing where it's it's like capra capra yeah. thing like it's, it's roughly the, the same size as capra but mm-hmm. you know you never have a problem with that. Yeah. Um, I love that when it deploys the, uh, the, 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 the void fog that it's like this mm-hmm. reality distortion and then it gets Dalsim, Dalsim arms mm-hmm. and just, uh, has this reach. So even its ranged attack is still just this blade. This is nothing but blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Nothing but blade. <laughs> very, 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 very good boss. Yeah. 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 It's great. And it could be the last boss of the game, which I really like. Mm-hmm. Cause if you choose that kind of ending that you shouldn't choose, um, you know, this is a fitting climax. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one little Easter egg after you beat her, um, you have this kind of like still silence on the arena. I like, I really love everything about kind of this <laughs> point onward. Um, and uh, you get this, it says nightmare slain, which mm-hmm. is interesting. And uh, the, the baby is crying. If you play the music box, mm-hmm. Gascoigne's music box, you can make Murgle laugh. Oh, oh sure. last, last time before it's silenced and presumably dies. That's heartbreaking. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. god. I mean, I the know little... it's an eldritch other being, but like, yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. innocent. It's still a baby. Yeah. It's a you baby. Know? Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's still a baby, baby. Uh, um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> We're done here. I, I know I'm the one who just quoted Limp Biscuit here, but he <laughs> <laughs> took it to Austin Powers and ruined it for everybody. Yeah. I like you to see the conversion chart. That's somehow worse. <laughs> it was a really, really bad 
few years in like the late nineties, early two thousands, when the biscuit and Austin Powers were in the in the zeitgeist. When we decided that was acceptable. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Mm. No but good. just I love the idea that this is a wet nurse, you know, like like some kind of surrogate thing that sustains. I mean, a, mm. in real life, a woman, not a thing. But like just this, <laughs> but just like th- this thing's existence was sustaining it. It's not you know just like you killing this ultimately leads to Murgo himself, you know, dying. Like he was mm. holding on by a thread, even. Yeah, yeah. I Sorry, Murgo as a female, I think it's just because it sounds like Margot. Mm. Mm. Like I, I don't know Mergo. Yeah, I always thought of Mergo as a guy too, but I don't know why. Yeah, um, probably, I mean, probably years of generational sexism have <laughs> <Yeah>. followed <laughs> me yeah. until my entire life. Like it's probably you know a lot of you know societal and mm-hmm. Gary. Honestly, for know, me, I, I think it's because of the Omen. I think I'm just used to uh, mm-hmm. to oh, sure. being a boy. Yeah, now, that could be the the thing too. Got to open yeah. your mind, man. The Antichrist could, you know, yeah, come, comes be, in all genders, mm-hmm. Gen- gender swapped Antichrist. I'm into it. Yeah. yeah, sisters doing it for themselves. Auntie Christina. Yeah, <laughs> sisters opposing uh, God. <laughs> but standing that, that's a sport. Or, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, oh no, I was making a really really stupid joke. So don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, what else have we been doing for the past two and a half hours? That's true. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I yeah, just some of those jokes are, are like C minuses. I don't think they've all been that bad. <laughs> I think true. we might have scaled to that height. <laughs> Um, yeah, one time we talked about spiders. That was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that, guys. What a tangled um, web we weave. <laughs> we learned a lot today. Um, <laughs> the, uh, but if if anybody now who, who's listening is just like, but but what about? Um, we're covering that stuff later because we yeah. forgot. There's a big optional area we're going to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of them too, because we yeah. you know at some point we have to do chalices. Mm-hmm. And like what you awaken to after this is actually like really evocative when you take it as a piece with this other stuff like with yeah the, uh, we don't want to talk about and exactly yeah that, that's going to be part of our end game discussion yeah so th- this is going to be it for this episode but next time is when we're hitting up the upper cathedral ward one of my favorite areas of the mm-hmm. game um and talking about the choir kind of the other half of the coin mm-hmm. you know the, this church coin and we're going to be joined by uh, allison baker of lego dark souls uh fame and also friend of the network and personal mm-hmm. friend and i'm super excited about that yeah uh, she's great yeah So, thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, David. No Scott, problem. Where uh, nope. where can people find you, Scott? Why don't you go first? Since uh, I went first earlier, we can. Oh, these. thank you. That is very kind of you. Uh, you can find me at at bombsfall uh, on Twitter regularly with like alarming <laughs> regularity <laughs> on there. Um, Scott doesn't sleep like normal normal uh, humans do. I do actually have a set sleep schedule. It just it crosses space and time, so <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's non Euclidean sleep patterns. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can find me at at bombsfall on Twitter. You can check out the game that I'm making with Bethany Hockenberry and Alec Luca um, and a few other people at nightinthewoods.com or at nightinthewoods on Twitter. I can't believe that handle was available. Hmm. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's a game's coming out next year. And if it does not murder us, it's going to be really okay, I think. It looks phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. Like it looks it looks really good. Like I don't you know, I I uh was a was awakened 
uh, like I, I didn't didn't know about you on Twitter or your game until probably about like six months ago or so. Oh, okay. Uh, but but uh, you slept way, uh, in blissful ignorance until then. <laughs> I, I did. There was this great bulwark of water protecting yeah. me from. From, there was a giant horrible spider from face. dreaming we, benson <laughs> we're in like the last like you know x amount of months of development mm. when like this is like the time when everything is like awful like yeah. i mean it, but that's like the same the thing with like every big project you ever do it's just like yeah. you reach a point where you're just like oh this mm-hmm. is just really tired <laughs> Like, oh, you just want to build yourself a concrete tomb to lie down in for a yeah, while. Yeah, and like, you're like, there's so many things to fix, and there's so much to do, et cetera, et cetera. The returns are so diminishing. Why can't people just praise me yet? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> just put it's on the like cage. Like kisses on the cheek. Everyone already has seen the game and thinks it's cool, and then we showed a demo, and that was cool. I don't get to show anything until the actual game's done, Ugh. and that's awful. So anyway. I'm actually slightly groggier than usual right now as I'm talking <laughs> to you simply because of the development cycle oh. right now. But anyway. Thank you yeah, for, that's where again, you can for find me. the time. Appreciate it. Yeah. No, no problem. No, you're busy and I'm, uh, I'm on Twitter at, at OniDaven. Um, I work a real normal-ass job. So, uh, yeah, you can just, you can just hit me up there. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, go to the, Riot uh... headquarters. <laughs> yeah, just go to Riot headquarters. Santa Monica. David at his house. <laughs> At, yeah, um, just visit my house. It's gonna be great. I'll give you a dog. You can have them. The uh, it it is true though that even though you're you're saying that you work this normal ass job, that if people who are listening to this are League of, of Legends fans, like you know, I, I feel like League of Legends and 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 Riot do a lot of stuff with the research. Like the things they like about that job, you are at least part or that game, you are at least partially responsible for. Yeah. You oh, know? totally. So, like, yeah. No, it's I'd, not like you have I'd no authorship over out of the my quality job. of this thing. Mm-hmm. So. I meant more like uh, I wasn't I wasn't uh, traveling through through a creative hellscape that is the last oh. <laughs> six months of, <laughs> of yeah yeah but so, no so you, no you have your choice of totally hit like me up about that non hellscape <laughs> yeah um, you can flit in and out of the nightmare I am trapped in the nightmare <laughs> he's the hunter and then there's just me and Cole over here and we're just a couple of dolls <laughs> just <focus down>. wink. <laughs> That's what I've always thought of both of you as I've been listening to this podcast for the past year or two. Just Thank real you. pinchable little cheeks. Yep, oh, just look at those little dolls. Fixed glassy eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would appreciate someone drawing that. <laughs> no, um, no, no. I would uh, that... anti-appreciate someone showing me that. <laughs> I'd, I'd look at it. The, um... what, was, what was the term that I think came up before the podcast? Which is interest violence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Interest, <laughs> interest violence. <laughs> Listen for that in the appendix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that that's probably about it. Um, if you have things to say about uh, the Upper Cathedral Ward, hit us up at duckfeed.tv forward slash contact. Mm-hmm. Um, you know all the ways you can help us out. Yeah. Uh, you can go to uh, com forward slash duckfeedtv. And, uh, you know, just a little bit of money a month helps us out a great deal. Um, you and... should be a, you should be a proud donor like me, you bum. What are you doing? <laughs> appreciated. We so appreciated. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah. So this has been a longer than usual episode, so we'll keep the admin short. Um, uh, men- mention the the expo. Oh yes, that, that's yeah. quickly becoming relevant. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, if you're listening to this and you're in the Midwest of the United States, uh, we're going to be uh, giving a talk at the Ohio Game Developers Expo in Columbus, Ohio, at the Kosai Center. Uh, the talk is called "Lessons from Lordran: A Bonfireside Chat," and we're going to talk about what makes Dark Souls cool and kind of the design lessons we can take from the way this world is kind of put together and the way information is presented uh, to the player. 
uh, through both play and uh, kind of atmosphere. Um, and uh, yeah, so that is Saturday, November the 7th of 2015. As you're listening to this, it is less than one week away. Uh, come out and see us. We're having meetups in Cincinnati on that Friday, uh, that Friday night, and uh, in Columbus that Saturday. Uh, for information about all of this, go to duckby.tv slash Ohio dash 2015. Yeah, I bet you've never seen two chubby Midwesterns sweat at the same time. And if you want to see that, we, you know, I, don't we live, got I don't live that far from there. So we'll, <laughs> I should. Well, actually, no, I'm sorry. I'll be in Toronto. We're actually doing a uh, if you're in Toronto for some reason, not the seventh. Come see Bethany and I at Wordplay, which is a a writerly games conference. And we will be talking about Night in the Woods. But no one who's listening to this is probably going to do that. Yeah, dueling so, conferences. And if you're in uh, Santa Monica on the 7th, I'll be at my apartment. You can stay the fuck away. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody invited you here. <laughs> what are you doing? This is my weekend. <laughs> I have a job. Do you have a job? I'm trying to cry and sleep over here. <laughs> we'll come up with a punch card thing. So if somebody manages to uh, to visit all three of those locations yeah. and that weekend we'll give them like a special badge or something before we yeah. call the police yep. <laughs> we'll call like yep the, the episode 89 passport or whatever the, uh, 77 <laughs> 77 <laughs> um, anywho we've learned a lot of things today guys <laughs> yes, um, yeah so yeah is there, uh, until next time what should they uh, do Cole? well they should remember that a hunter is a hunter even in a dream umbasa umbasa We all pray that we will have far more soon. Mm-hmm. You guys don't have yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Is, it, is that like is the Mbasa thing? Like where someone's like, yeah, we say grace here, but you don't have to. Yeah, <laughs> it's very similar. Yeah. A little bit. I appreciate it when people do, but I'm not yeah, saying that to make you, you feel guilty. You tilt your head down and close your eyes. Yeah. You don't have to actually pray along. Just be fucking respectful. Was...